good? Mike, you, you, you're out of here? Yeah, I got to roll. Okay, well... Um, what else? What else you need? Nothing. I just was wondering if you wanted to chat with us for a minute. We, 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 we have Gus on the Learning to Lose podcast. Uh, is that, did you press yes. record on the, on the camera? Uh, Billy is not here. Um, Billy is not. Is he which coming? is kind of ironic because I was, I've been pretty like upset with him and I called him. I reached out before the meeting just to make sure he was coming because there's, we kind of had some. A little bit of a situation happened this weekend. Um, you want to close the screen, Mikey? Um, <clears throat> but, uh, Tim, if you want to sit down, I don't know if Billy's coming or what. <sighs> it's kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah. But Gus has a year sober. Yeah, one year today. Let's, let's talk into the mic. I am. I'm uh, just setting back up. Okay. I'm taking my phone out of my pocket. Be careful. Yeah. We got... Um, uh, so, oh, oh, here we go. We'll turn you up. We got Greg here. Hey. Yo. Greg's been helping a lot lately. Uh, Greg's the man. Greg uh, uh, has been helping with the Hyper Crush. We're getting ready to put out some Hyper Crush stuff. And, well, we put something out already. We have two more things to put out. <clears throat> and uh, we're thinking about doing a Zoom show. Like sell tickets to like a party. You do realize we're a partner in a virtual stream. Platform. Well, no, that's what I actually wanted to talk to you about about Cisco Adler. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean Hypercrush. That's something. I, yeah, because the good news is that you're collecting fans worldwide. So I don't know how many tickets Hypercrush is well, worth well, in one city these days, but they're definitely worth. It's worth. Well, that's what he was tripping on. Tell him about the kick thing. So there's a platform called Song, Song Kick that people can subscribe to their favorite bands to to know when shows are coming up. Hyper Crush has like 30,000 something people waiting for their next show. So, yeah, I know, I know that site. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah. we had subscribers. Just He's waiting like, on shows. Like Song Kick and Bands in Town were like the two. Scoot ones. in and then like, so it's not like scoot in and then like, huh? no, like. <laughs> this is how I'm sitting. <laughs> so that this is putting so much strain on the bass. Um, you can still lean back. Like, like what I like to do is if We're you good. scoot in Let's like move this. On. No, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna finish this. I mean, there's no reason to skip over stuff. Let's finish it. Bye, Mikey. Thank you. You see, you can kind of scoot in, and you feel that. You yeah. feel it. It's because if it's like all the way stretched out, it puts a lot of strain. Then you're on. fucking with the cow rug. Yeah, that's fine. You can go over it. Um, so yeah, we're thinking about doing that. Um, I wonder if Cisco could help us. What do you, it's not really a help. It's a it's a platform that gives you guys a place to host it. You guys do the promoting. So why is that better than Zoom? No, no, no. We, we're going to use this platform. It's got a built-in. I would love to, audience, yeah. right? But I'm just like wondering. He's saying it's not. I'm saying, could he help? He's like, no, it's not a help. It's just. I mean, it is. So. A, it is a place where people can go there. They go to the site and they see who's coming up. So yeah, that. there is a percentage of people uh, that will also join in, but it's mainly the band that's promoting. But so it. like, why? Like, yeah, like I don't know if I'm like super excited about doing like a Zoom show. That's like, yeah. sound, does that sound kind of weird? Or I don't know. Yeah, no, do it. There's the only that's the only thing you can do. No, no, but no. But how no. are they people? I don't really know how the ticket 
purchasing experience works with that. And this site is specifically built that you have VIP tickets, you have regular tickets. Wow. It's like just do like a five dollar ticket to anybody. Who Gus, cares? Gus, you're not like listening. Okay. I am listening. Okay. okay, let's. All right, this is a test. Let's see if he's listening. What are we? What's the? What's the? You're doing. A, you want to do a Zoom show, an online stream. Right, Tim's telling you you can use this platform and host it there. You can sell tickets. You can sell VIP. You can do that. You're not listening. No, but they're okay. two different things, right? So the Zoom show would be us doing it on our own. Yeah. Cisco Adler has a platform called No Cap. No Cap that he does it. Yeah. So the question is, what's the difference? Do you, can you charge tickets on Zoom? Totally. So we can sell pre-sales and, and give people like the exclusive link once they pay for it. There's several platforms we can use. Like for that's what Greg was talking about doing. And then I was like, yo, like Cisco. But like at the same time, I was thinking, I don't know if we're like big enough for that. Or... I mean, would Cisco like help promote it too? Does he? They're not really. I mean, they do a little promotion, but they're not really yeah. promoters. I mean, I would just love to do it with Cisco just because he's the homie. Yeah, and... yeah. You know, um, I, 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 I feel like uh, there's yeah, got to be some yeah, benefit. Yeah, I mean, the platform's there. Like, Bad Religion did it. Yeah. Effects. Like, just, why don't you just do it on There's got to be some benefits. I mean, Zoom just sounds so stupid. That's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's I'm also like free. Show. It's, you know, we're, do, we're making an edit out of it. I mean, uh, I mean Zoom, or you're not really that's doing like... Better. You know? No, that's what we're going right. to do. See, that's the thing. See, we could do like a dope hangout interview and it, and it, 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 it you know, it's, 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 you're selling tickets to a show, like a live show, but really it's like, well, there's two versions. We do it. We've done them pre-tape and we do true live stream. The pre-tapes are a little bit better because you can put a little bit more into the editing. It's actually, you can not- add in the B-roll. It's actually not live. Right. We, we, we throw the interview in there. You throw the hang with Pat and Veronica and the yeah. Lose crew. And then you could throw... See, that's the other thing I was thinking about doing is if, if we could... If we could do like... A, um, like uh, yeah, let's hit it. I'm fucking ready, bro. I'll turn it on. So we're, 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 we're talking about um, uh, doing uh, um, procrastinating... For when he turns on the camera, so that yeah, because uh, you never know. Yeah, because we were saying we could sell tickets to a, a live stream, and, and if if me and if me and Ver, if, it could, if it could involve like me and Veronica, and we could use our new TikTok platform and be like, "Yo, like come hang out with me and Veronica. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, watch yeah. the premiere of the show and do the Hypercrush show. We could, there it is. And we could really yeah. sell tickets. Hopefully, Steve and Andrew are down for the link up. And maybe if we get Dom involved somehow. Oh, just make it a show. We got this. Like a hangout right, party right. slash show. Have Jason come in and do some haircuts or something. Also, also, just so you know, Dom like wants to do a collab like badly. So I think we're gonna put the next single out like Dirty Dom and Hypercrush. Which we, he didn't do anything, but we're just going to put his name on the yeah. song so he can promote it to all his million listeners. Or smart, you know. yeah. It just sounds more fun. Zoom. So, zoom so Tim, fun. what do you think about Gus being sober? It's a good boy. Yeah, I mean, there's no. I can't think of one. I can only think of positives. There's like not a 
con to even put on a pros and cons list. Really? Thank you. It's just a, it's just a good thing. Like when it comes to Gus or like when it comes to like you or everyone, Gus, I think I like, right. Like certain people, it's really sucks when they have to go out. Like, because if like I lose a good drinking buddy because they get all into pills or something, but like Gus wasn't like, I prefer hanging with Gus. Um, as he is now, he's wow. just more, he's just more on, more on point. Cause like, you know, I got, we can go on about me. So let's not go off on that tangent, but, <laughs> but it's a, uh, but he wasn't like drinking. It didn't feel like for the right reasons. He would like get like weirdly like confrontational. Right. And like, I can, I can put up with people being kind of sloppy right. and things like that. But when it comes to like people wanting to get like violent or confrontational or like, they were just really just trying to poke you. Is for that him? how Gus is that? I don't know. <laughs> Tim, Tim had a nick- like that Gus. No, yeah. I mean, when we like, there was a point where I was and Tim had a nickname for me. It was yeah. Young Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Young Tyson. Cause he was just, I would he, just, he, he would just like get got confrontational and like want to like fight about shit. Really? Not Tim, but like yeah. fight people. Yeah. Really? At the yeah. bar. So. I don't. Yeah. Oh, cause you know what? I never really hung out with you. Yeah. You no, know, like at the bar, you never yeah. did. No, right. So I don't really remember. I mean, I you did hang out, hang out with me at Goody and Alma's wedding. Yeah, you got you, a little taste. You know what? There's just something about <laughs> his face. He's yeah. not quite. I'm checked out. Yeah, he's out. not quite there. Nope. Yeah, which I could say the same for Tim, but like not. But Tim's like fun. He's not really like a bat. Like it's not like I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. It's I weird. used to be. I used to be like fun and like we've had so yeah. many fun times like of course vegas trips and this and that and going out to bars and it just became like the past four years just got really dark you know and it well, wasn't well, it's funny i'm actually reading step uh i'm going taking three different guys through the steps right now and in uh in the first in like the middle of the first chapter in the 12 and 12 it talks about how once you like once you, which is kind of funny. I feel like Tim's been around the rooms, but he never <laughs> really committed because I feel like he's smart enough to know that once he gum, goes in all the way, you don't really ever get to come back out. Yeah. The same, like the same. You'll you never be able to drink like uh, without guilt. That's it. You can't really ever enjoy it the same way again. So, so it talks about having in the beginning when AA started, it was usually just like really low bottom drunks. But then like some kids started coming in like, you know, higher bottom and they were like, Oh, well, well, how are we supposed to admit complete defeat when our lives haven't gotten really that bad? So they would go back out. That's me. And, and inevitably, yeah. yeah, they come well, and inevitably here's what it's it gets so funny bad when you said that, and, like, let me finish. Go ahead. Inevitably, it gets really bad, and they come back because they got a head full of AA, and that doesn't mix with a stomach full of alcohol. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> when it turned for me was when I went to – you took started taking me to prime time. Yeah. And, like, dude. before that, I was just, like – I was chill. Remember, like, just, yeah. like, stupid shit, you know, getting drunk and, like, sending the wrong email or, like, fucking doing some, like, whatever, off-the-wall shit. But, like, it was never, like, mental for me, and then I, I went to – Pat took me to prime time and I had like a year sober. Remember? Yep. Uh huh. And then after that, when I started, I remember like I left, I took a year cake and I left and went to the liquor store. Yeah. Like congratulations. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's common. Pro- in AA. Like pivotal yeah. milestone moments. Just Celebrate. for some reason, somehow that just takes you there. Yeah. yeah. And then 
and then that's maybe exactly it's because you're convinced like, that you at those kind of moments is when you've convinced yourself that like, Oh yeah, I'm good. I could do that. Right. So, yeah. And then it ends up being like worse. Yeah. You know? You yeah. It just only got, it got to a place where you were like, it, it even wasn't even violent. You just, if you would get drunk, you just, for some reason started thinking that people were talking about you all the time. Right. You were just, you Fun. would like, you would come up to like a group of people talking and you're like, what? <laughs> like it had nothing to do with right. you at all. And we'd just be like, what? no, nothing. And you'd be like, come on. It was kind of like, like you get goodies. Yeah. It was a light version of what that was. You yeah. Know? But it was like just stuff like that. Yeah. No, it just became like, you know, a way of checking out for me. It wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Like we, we like, I don't, I can't remember the last time. Like, well, I can, but like the last four or five years, like I was never like, I wasn't even like drinking out with the homies or like at a show. Yeah. Like I was drinking in my fucking apartment, blasting heavy metal and like dark death metal and like yeah. being all in my head and like texting like girls to come over. To, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The amount of times that I've drinking alone in my entire life, I could probably count on one hand maybe. Wow. Really? Like I've just no, like occasionally if I, the only times I've ever done it, I think is knowing that I'm about to go, like I'll maybe yeah. start like kind of pre-partying by myself, knowing I'm going out to other yeah. people. But if, if I know I'm not going to see anybody, it was different like for me. Like it was, it was the opposite. Like I knew that when you'd go if, out, you wouldn't drink. No, no, no. Yeah. I would I knew that if I started drinking, that was the end of my night. I was in my apartment. Hmm. Like, just be like drunk and people be like, Oh, Matt Tim be like, come meet us, dude. Come hang out at this fucking bar or whatever. I'll be like, nah. Yeah. So what happened a year ago? Um, I just decided that I just was like tired of being tired and tired of like doing that to myself. And my, and like I was walking around constantly like full of anxiety and, um, uh, just in my head all the time, unhappy, like waking up, just like feeling like a piece of shit. You know, every day. And it was weird, too, because, like, I was, like, probably at the height of my career, you know, at Live Nation, like, producing major tours. And that was the thing. Like, I never let it, like, cross over like that. I never went to work drunk or, like, I never even drank. We had a bar, dude. We had a full-stocked bar in our in our lobby with a bartender, anything you want ever. Like, people would hang out there after work, I would drink, I would go home. It was just, I don't know. I was, like, very, like, I disconnected the two, but I used, I drank when, like, just to get out of my head and, like, be happy, you know? It was weird. So what happened? Was it, like, an AA meeting? Like, what was no, that No, I went to a treatment center okay. in Palm Springs. He went out with a bang, though, right? Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> he knew he knew it was gonna go, which is I, I'd do the same. If I knew I was gonna actually give a real stab at getting sober for whatever reason, I would best believe I'd go on one yeah. last final fucking. I did. I hurrah. did. Hard. Yeah, I did. And like it was. Well, the funny thing is, like I was working with Jason. I was sober for a couple months, and I was let go from Live Nation for other things. Not drug or alcohol related, but like a shift in departments and just a bunch of bullshit. Um, and like I used that as like my, okay, now my life's over. Like my identity's done. 
You know what I mean? Like, I I can't look at myself knowing that I'm not going to do this, this, and this. And then, like, I went on, like, a four-day, five-day binge of just, like, just fucking smoke. What, what was the treatment center like for you? Um, Was it, like, a vacation spot? Or was it more, like, real, actual, real work? It was work, for sure. But, like, it was weird because... Like from the second I got there, like when I went, when I went to, to the treatment center, I was kind of coming out of like the four day haze, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, not really like I was, you know, abused my fucking shit out of myself for like four days. And then on Sunday I was like, okay, like Clint came over, my best friend from Santa Barbara. He said like, it was just like my parents were involved. Cause I like, I was like, I need attention. Like, this is what's going on. Like I'm going to Vegas. I'm taking 10 grand to Vegas and that's it. Like, I just like started fucking freaking my family out. And, um, so like I went, my dad drove me to Palm Springs and I got there and like, they gave me a Valium to like go to sleep. Cause I was like, obviously full of anxiety and like couldn't even like look at myself and then i woke up and like a day or so goes by i'm like what the fuck am i doing here dude there's like this kid who coming in from heroin and like this guy you know what i mean i'm like fuck this like this is this pat where's pat uh and we're just talking about some cool shit um yeah I i can imagine that when you actually like you snap into it and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I shouldn't be here. I don't need Where? this. Well, he's got to his treatment center. You know, like when you, he went on a bender before he went, he knew he was going to go to the treatment center, but he went on like a nice little bender and got, wanted a bunch of attention. So he like got his parents involved and like was mm. threatening to yeah. do all sorts of, you know, not, I don't know about suicide, but like no, threatening to no, go to no, Vegas and like things that. like that. Yeah, just like yeah. off the wall shit. Like my dad called Pat. Remember that? Pat didn't know. He was just like, uh, I feel like you called me or Danielle called me or something. So, 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 and then you went to, you went to the spot. Yeah, well, I went, so Jason's like, all right, I'm going to take you, like, take your money and pay for a month at the Sober Living, Genesis House. And I get there and I walk in and it's like, this, I'm telling the story because it's going to come back around a year later. It's like this crusty old guy walks and opens the door. He's like, welcome to the Genesis house. And like, he's like, all right, you're going to, you're going to sleep here. And like, I walk into the bedroom and like, there's dust flying off the bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, fu-. I'm like wasted. So I'm like, I ain't fucking, and I left. Yeah. I went back to my house and, and like fucking continued to the wreckage. And then I woke up the next day and I just like didn't do shit that day. Like, I, I, I mean, I continued to do what I was doing and then. The, they tried to take me there one more time, and I went in. I stayed for an hour and left again. It's Genesis. Yeah. And and then my dad's like, well, your sister found this cool place in Palm Springs. And, like, my thought process at the time was, like, okay, well, I kind of been, like, wanting to get away and, like, work on this, like, for real. Um, because I've put together time. Like, I was doing good. Like, you know, whatever. And so I was like, fine, I'll go to this fucking place in Palm Springs. And... Like what, what was that called? Uh, Phoenix Rising. Um, so I get there, and like a couple days go by, and like there's you know people in there with real fucked up 
like shit going on, like, you know, overdoses and shit. I'm like, well, I don't belong here. This is fucking, I was like, whatever, I'll give it a couple more days. And then at the, at the treatment place, there was, uh, like equine therapy, basically they, uh, horse uh-huh. equine therapy, petting horses. Yeah. So that's what made me stay. Listen to this. I don't know if I told you this. Oh shit. You did. I did, dude. You saw a fucking horse that changed your life. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, dude. You know, so basically this was the, the equine therapy. Like kids who like really bad disabilities came in and we would like put them up on the horses and walking around the pen. And like I'm talking like deformations, retardations, like just like autism, like real bad shit. And then this kid rolled up in a wheelchair. He's like, I mean the worst you could possibly get the poor kid like can't talk like you know like everything complete like that doesn't have control of his body can't talk can't like understand what's going on and like he was freaking out screaming had this like squeal he would do and then uh like no one could put him on the horse and like i walked over there and like the second walked over he like grabbed my hand and he like walked me over the like they like he would only go with me to the horse and i walked him around the 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 pen for a while and he was like holding my hand and like i started just i broke down and like started crying like i just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude and like this could be me you know what i mean and this is like this is definitely like if, if if i believed in god before but like that moment like I just felt like a crazy like rush of it's hard to explain like when you have that connection and like where I just felt like out of my body and I was I just knew I was in the right place mm. you know because I was like ready to bounce I was like I'm done I'm leaving like this is I was like ready Janet, oh what was the place called again uh Phoenix Rising right and I was like fuck I'm out of here tomorrow like I'm just gonna you know, I have money. I'll just fucking go do whatever I want to go do. Or I, I wasn't necessarily going to go out and like go drinking. I was just like, I needed to get out of there, come back. And, but anyways, I ended up staying and I met, uh, some great people. I did a lot of work on myself. Like I really just started opening up about stuff and, you know, and then went by really quick. Like the first week was horrible. The second week got a little better than like, I was like, dude, this is great. Like, I don't have to worry about shit except like working on myself and like writing stuff down and like, you know, <clears throat> doing some real work that I've like never done before. And, uh, like what just why, like, <clears throat> why am I feeling unhappy about this? Like, why am I not enough? Why do I feel like I need to be this person? Mm. And then a lot of it has to do with my dad, like, you know, eight time Grammy winner. Like, why am I always chasing him? Like, why can't I just be happy in my own land when he's happy for me? Mm. And it was just always like, I need more. I want more. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not good enough. Like, just like insecurities that um, I never like really looked at. I just like kept going and like put booze in myself and fed off like, oh, I got the Post Malone tour. I'm good. I got the Iron, you know, like irrelevant external shit that that's only thing that made me happy. Mm. You know? I hadn't been in, like, love with a girl for, like, a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I just, 
Well, that, I was, couldn't. that was the other thing that I had noticed at the, in the later days of where you got to was just, and we've talked about this many times, but you got to a point where like you'd call me and we were barely done saying what up. And you were already like talking about this new thing that you had at work or something. I'm like, dude, let's get there organically. I will care. But yeah. Like, let's like fucking talk first. Like, like let's get into this. And By the way. Like, yeah. Like, I, don't, I think I did tell you like, when I, I actually called you from the treatment center and you told me that, like I started, I broke down again. Yeah. I was like, fuck, why don't you just tell me that before? Like you probably did. Yeah, I did. I, I was, just never so. heard, I never listened, you know? Um, and like with you too, like I remember we were at Van Ness, your old pad. So wait, hold on a second. Let me just say, so he, Tim, you just said that you noticed that something was good because he didn't start immediately telling you like, yeah. Like when I, good when, things he's accomplished. He's yeah. Always. Yeah. If, yeah. If I sit down with somebody and like, yeah. I don't want to just get right into work unless you're somebody I'm working with and we're talking about our, our current work relationship. Uh-huh. Like I'm not trying to hear about your accolades until we've broken some bread. So, you know, well, and not only that, like breaking bread, it's like, you've known me for fucking yeah. 20, almost 20 years. Like, you know what, what I'm doing. Yeah. Like it, I just felt like I needed to like, and I've done this with you, not with you, but <laughs> with you, like, where like, you're like, yo, what's going on? I got this, 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 I'm managing Cypress Hill. I got this. And you're like, it was, it was this every single time we sat down at yeah. Sensei before the primetime meeting, it was just a list of all the shit he was working on. Yeah. And I would be like, dude, I don't like. It's not that I don't care. I just, you, you realize that like that stuff is not who you are and like you're going to always be chasing something like I was for so long. And then there, there's been periods of time in my life where I, ha, I'm not chasing something cause I just lost everything. And then as soon as I start getting stuff, I'm in fear of losing that. And I start chasing, it's a fucking, it's kind of a shit show yeah. for me. For sure. Of like trying to balance the more I get, the more I want. It's like, it's like, I can't just have one drink. I either have to not be using at all. That's exactly. Or I'm like fucking tripping on the using. And the same thing is goes for work and success. As soon as I start like getting into the TikTok thing or the show or the ridge or whatever it is, I'm like, I'm all in. And I, I, it's like fucking it's hard, but there is a way to balance it. You, you, you were going to say one other thing about Van Ness or something? Oh, no. It's just another example of how, like, I were at partying at Van Ness, and you came in, and you're like, like, what's up? What's up, dude? Like, you good? And then, like, this was before, like, primetime and shit, and, like, I just, like, started hitting you with a bunch of, like, accolades shit, and mm-hmm. you're just like, all right. I remember that yeah. night you were just like, I, I don't really care, dude. Like, I just want to know how you're doing. Right. But I've identified, but like I've, you said in the Pat's way, like you didn't outright say that. You just said it like in a way where you like, you knew something was like, yeah. Cause I know I'm the same way. Yeah. And that was like what I, my, my identity had become my accolades. Right. And like, if it yeah. wasn't right in my head drinking, what do you think? This is an amazing story. So it sounds like you really had to come to terms with yourself for exactly. sobriety, right? Yeah. Like, let me self-love. Let me yes. fill my cup up. Well, how do you feel about, like, giving 
the bullet points before breaking bread or like, you know, when you haven't seen right. someone like, cause you're doing a, this fool's doing a lot of really cool shit. Right. Like, Even just the other day I was in, I was going out to dinner with somebody. We we're in the Uber going on a five minute Uber ride to dinner and they're breaking down their, everything that's going on in business. I'm like, dude, this is a great conversation for dinner. Let's like, let's take this ride. And like, yeah. Yeah. Is, so Cause it's, it's like the universe wants you to lead with that. But the reality is like, just show me what you're capable of doing. Like, I don't want to hear what you're doing. Like bring value to my life. Well, well, that's how Greg's been showing up for me is he's not bigging himself up. He's just like logging into VMI. He's finding a way to get the donations on Spotify. He's like calling, but, and he's not like saying really talking. He's just showing up and being like, yo, do you know what your login is for this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, here it is. And then five minutes later, he's got like merch available on Facebook. I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. But this like, dope, like sharing accolades. But then at the same time, it's like, what are you doing today? Right? Like, it's dope to know that we've done things in the past. We've lived former lives, right? So, so do you know that, that um, uh, what was it called? Hub 101? Mm-hmm. Hub 101 was, I, I still can't fully understand what that was or how you did that. It was apparently some massive space where he would have created. And that's how Kaya found us was through his... Right. He would. So Hub 101 is a 17,000 square foot space on Lindero Nagora Road. Like what? So I was living in Paris at the time and this university reached out to me and they were like, hey, we want to bring an entrepreneurship center to life. And so I'm a fan of like creating my own lane, right? So I partnered up with this university who had a space and had a need, right? We need community here. So I came in and filled the space with startups that just crushed it really fast. Like how though? community so what happens there's this misconception that as entrepreneurs we thrive alone but in reality we thrive in community so like if you were at if you were doing learning to lose by yourself you'd be fucked okay. but you need people around you yeah yeah help. but how did you find people that were wanting to be a part of that that were wanting to start business? like if i wanted if, if, if that if that company came to me right now i'd be like okay me and tim could go work out of there but like i don't think cisco would want to work there like how would we find how would we fill that yeah. space up? Well, he kind of, Cisco's done a little bit of a similar thing with Cocoon Malibu, which is like, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an incubator for musicians. Same with me here. Yeah. But this fool did it on, in a 17,000 square foot. Guess, how many? Right. Well, so let's like start with the simple question first is how did you fill it? Yeah. Like how'd you yeah. find right. the so, first? So first, so first it, it was my network, right? So I'm identifying people that are working on really cool things and inviting them into a community that didn't exist. And what, what did the space have to offer? Did they have desk spaces and printers and internet and things like that? Or so like, like people are, so like not to gas myself up, but it was me. So like, I have a really cool network in tech. I'm like, people fuck with me in the startup world. So like I was able to help that founder go raise $3 million real quick for an idea or help that startup close a $20 million round. And oh, like, because, it, oh, because, oh, because one of the companies needed an investor and you connected the dots. Right. So I just connect dots. Can, can, yeah. can you, can you give us one example? Totally. So there was a company, um, a buddy of mine, Steve Gatena lives here in Westlake village and he just showed up to hub one one and was like, I'm just going to kick it here. I don't, I'm not working on anything, but I know I need you to be around this creative energy. So fast forward to a month later, he walks into my office. He's like, dude, I just spent a small fortune on a domain name. Well, what's the domain name? Pray.com. Well, what are you thinking? He's like, I'm thinking like ESPN for religion. Bet, like, let's do something. So four weeks later, they closed a two and a half million dollar round that was led by Kleiner Perkins. 
who's like one of the biggest VC firms in the universe. And then that was followed up with a $20 million investment. And all this happened within a year span. So like in the tech world, you have people like talking like, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm about to do. But like in the case of me and my crew at Hub 101, like here's what we're doing. Like, yeah. Which is really dope. It, it, How, it, how's Prey.com doing now? Did oh, it, they're like, killing it. They're about to go raise a B round, which is going to be a fat round for them. But they're like one of many startups that came out of there, which yeah. is pretty dope. So it's, it's like hard. It's really hard for me not to like selfishly want to think about how we can. Well, because we got some cool stuff right now that I feel like is we put a lot of energy and money into like the show, which you've seen. And even like, so, even like uh, this movie and he, he hit me up on Instagram and he was like, yo, I see what you're doing. I want to like help you with this fucking brand. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So now here he is. And I'm thinking, yo, where's our fucking 10 mil you or even, or even what that venture capital money always comes with strings, you know, right. uh, where I'd rather not take money. So yeah. my claim to success in the tech world was I launched a startup 12 years ago and I always refused capital. So I'd have VC groups coming at us, like, let us invest in your company. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, this is the whole reason well, I started my yeah, business. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, loans and investors are an accomplishment. There's an obligation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but like, yeah, it would still be nice to, yeah, I guess, I guess what I want isn't I want so all much. the money. So yeah. like in my case, I get to live off of dividends because I didn't raise capital. Yeah. Where if I would have raised capital, I would have diluted my equity and I would have been, I would have had a boss, right? So like I need to return to these investors their money. Like I need to make them money. Like I could get fired, but I didn't want to give up that kind of yeah, control. Yeah, and you're right. It's not even that we need money necessarily. Like we just need like someone at Netflix or Amazon or Hulu Who's like, yeah, I, I see what you're doing here, and I think we can market this based yeah. off of all these different things. You're following sobriety, suburban. It's like a very marketable show that we're trying to sell here. It's not like so what, what's, the motive, what's the motive? What's the motive? I don't. I don't think that money necessarily would have changed anything because no. we, uh, we, except for maybe made it a little bit better. But if somebody like that got interested, then then we could still do that. Yeah. That's well, here's the thing. If Netflix comes in or Hulu or a big fucking shark, they're going to redo the whole shit, dude. They're not going to just take your shit and put it out. Which would be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, more so, than likely. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit around and wait for that to happen. No. But no I'm saying, but we, we, of- we didn't need to take money is the point. We were able to have proof of concept without money. Yes. And now exactly. we have it, and yeah. we still don't have someone who's interested. Well, dude, don't, don't beat yourself over that. Like I told you weeks ago, like I don't... I, I do not believe shows are getting bought right now. Well, and I don't think no one's making shit. Well, that's what Andy keeps saying. And, and, and I do, I, I, I get that, but I'm impatient, Yeah, which is why we're kind of, I'm actually in a good place right now. We just got a, 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 a really cool episode four draft. Like it's really awesome. And it's all about like, you know, us trying to open this sober living, which is actually going to happen. Could you imagine like an, a show about like, okay, it's like not, okay, so Prosser's shooting dope. He's eight months sober now. We start zero following. We have, we're going to have almost a half a million by the show, time the show's done. Want to start a sober living, open a sober. These are all things yeah. that are happening in the show. And we filmed all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And then Rudy, newly sober, Danielle's sober journey, um, Johnny's sober journey, uh, Billy gets kicked out, <laughs> lives with Martha. It's all a part of it. So we're just like, we have all this stuff. So I was telling Serena today, I was like, you know what? We're not really in a rush because like the longer, the more time that goes by that the more we're able to see like DDA, actually like DDA like, is turning out to not actually be as much of a character as I thought he, Sarah is not even probably going to be in the show. And in the beginning, I thought she was going to be like a big, you know, second wife, but really it's, she's not, she doesn't really fit in the way Danielle fits in. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So it is, it's just funny how like, I feel like yeah, it just goes back to like, God has a plan. Yeah. The universe has this way of just chill, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep I mean, doing look. your thing and you don't know what's kind of happened tomorrow. And yep. Rudy shows up and it's like, Oh my God, like this chick is like, a great her and Wickham it's just a great the whole this the whole short film thing and yeah people hating on her and new new sobriety it's like a really good the thing is man it's like they say that 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 it's so cliche and cheesy but like patience really is a virtue and I never like knew that yeah but it's because not, it, it's patience with co- commit like with like vigilance and commitment and like it's not like it's like just being the best you can be and doing the best you can do in the day you're in with patient. Like there's a way to, to, for us to do this podcast the best it can be and not be like, oh, I wish it was going to get more results or, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, you know, pa- patience yeah, as sorry, a character, you you're right. a characteristic. Like I've, I've never been patient my whole life. I'm always like, I need this. I want that. I want this. I want it now. Like it needs to be this way. But, and then like I came to Pat with the sober, even though he already had it in his head too. Like I came to him with the sober living idea. He's like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, well, I mean, I've always been wanting to do that. I never knew that. I mean, we never, it was never really like talked about. Isn't that weird that I feel like sometimes the person that you're looking for is like right there. So wait, bring me around. So you go from like escaping from places like this to wanting to launch a place like this, right? Dude, that's the whole fucking thing. Hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So remember when I yeah. said I went into Dennis's house and left twice? Right. And, you know, I started working with Jason, sponsor, and he's got like a really cool, like in Venice, he's got like a really cool aesthetic. Like the, his the, whole... the dude who was just here with right. the long hair, yeah. The, yeah. the men's groomer. Yeah. I, like, I met him years ago when I was, he like, has like uh what? Like 200,000, 300,000 Instagram followers. Right. Yeah, no, he's doing his thing. I mean, dude, the guy's, you know, he worked at Chris McMillan and did like every celebrity's hair. He's like a, he's like a, a top, top dude in that industry. And I met him 10 years back when I was managing this kid whose parents were billionaires and like he would, you know, go there and get his haircut and do photo shoots and stuff with us. And I remember he was sober. So I reached out to him anyways, long story short, I came to him. I'm like, dude, I wish like, I, I'm glad I went to Palm Springs, but if I walked in into a sober living and it looked like what we're going to do. And Pat was there when I walked in. And Jason was there. And there's like surfboards on the wall. Big People ass are, fucking learning to lose. So no dusty bedrooms? No dusty bed, No crusty ass guy. Like, hey, welcome to Genesis house. <laughs> I'm like fucking hung over from four day binge. Like, I'm like dying looking at this guy's face. I wanted to leave so bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. It was The guy's been there a million years. And he's great. But like, it just didn't work for me. And I'm like, what if we did it like this way? And I brought it to Jason and, and, and I, to Pat, actually. And, like, immediately called Danielle. I'm like, you're in. 
And I brought it to Pat. He's like, dude, yes. Like, I've been so dying to do something like this. And here we are eight months later with a house bought, funded. Yeah, I mean, the gift, the gift really animals. is. The gift, well, the gift really is, is, is my parents. I'm going to be honest with you because they see it saved my life. And they own a house in Malibu that is a sober living run by this other chick. And they see it working for her. And it's not really very structured. It's not really like saving or changing a lot of lives. They're getting money from wealthy people. But like, I don't know if they're really doing the, the kind, they're not doing the kind of shit we would want to do. So that's really the blessing. And like, I don't know if it's weird right now. I'm in like a really good place. Last night I was actually picturing, like, I feel like we're almost even at a place where we could put Mikey on, like, making the uh, learning to lose thing that we hang on the wall when you walk in. No, I want to put that up there. Oh, that painting right, right when you walk in, that's the one. Wow. Remember I said that? Yeah. You're not like, fuck. Not, yeah. not like the actual logo. No. Right. Fuck a logo, dude. Right. You know, like that. People are going to see that with the cigarette butts. Like, do you know what I thought of last night? I was thinking of like getting like a, the biggest like Costco canvas with like the logo. We could do something small like that in the office maybe or something. Yeah, no, I mean, we can, we can, I mean, yeah, dude, we're going to make it look dope. Um, so you're trying to take that out of my house. That's what we, you said you didn't want it there. It's too big. Right. Yeah, that could be cool. We're just talking about putting the cigarette, that big cigarette painting, like on the, in the, right when you walk into the sober living, like on the wall and just having it be like a dope vibe. Like, yeah, we're all ex addicts. We're like drug addicts running this house. We're like sober now. Like, what's up? I see you. I am you. Come come on, dude. Let's let's fucking get well. Yeah. You fucking lying piece of shit, you. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking selfish, self-centered, made your fucking parents' lives a living hell. Shut the fuck up. Get some humility and let's yeah. fucking do this shit. Yeah. I can't fuck, wait, man. Dude. You know, it's crazy. Like, Tim gets annoyed with, like, my just wanting to talk things into the ground. But that's, like, a fucking virtue in this world. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. the fact that I like to do that, that's the kind of shit you need to do with addicts in new recovery like you need to really figure out what's going on what's motivating them what's driving them where are they lying where are they being honest what like you got you got to talk it through with like on a group level and like i love doing that that's shit. the most important thing so then does, where does this desire come in for you guys to put it all on the line to help other people in their recovery process like well i actually from? i actually just like enjoy like therapy and like, um, I, I'm fascinated by like mental health and like emotional sobriety and emotional intelligence. And yes, I think exactly. that's the key to success in life is if you can have the best possible relationships with everyone in your life, it's all about networking. I actually just posted a YouTube video today. Trip on this, dude. This is actually really dope. And, and like, check this out. Like what a relationship is going to become or who, how dots are going to connect. In this particular situation, it came from Cisco Adler, who is someone that I've known who's sort of been in my life for over a decade. He's Lou Adler's son. Lou Adler owns the Roxy. Okay, so he has two sons, Nick Adler and, and Cisco Adler. So 
The funny part about this story is Nick Adler was Hypercrush's first manager. Okay. He ran the Roxy, so we used to practice at the Roxy, you know, the club on Sunset. Mm-hmm. That's where we used to actually do band practices because our manager ran the Roxy. I'm a throwaway of people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to fuck with this person anymore. Right. But you're a keeper of people. I am. And you've had a lot of exposure through the band and just being an outgoing person. Yeah, yeah. What did that have to do with Cisco and Nick? Oh, 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 oh. I think I missed all. You never know what a relationship is going to become or who. Oh, you're saying because now we're back well, doing no, stuff no, no, it's with how Cisco. I, no, it's how I met my hero, Fat Mike, which is, oh, like, gotcha, hold on, gotcha. which is the most important part of the video, and it's not in the video. Right. But it's a, it's a YouTube but I, I, I get it. But now, I should have written in the fucking yeah. thing. How I, I got just, to. I'm just posting so much. I get this from Kai and I just throw it up. Like it's a promoting a, a longer video that's on YouTube yeah. explaining like, like Aaron Levant and Tall and Agenda and, and Ridge and just how. Because he's, he's Billy, like he's about to actually come here, which is actually why I'm now in a better mood because I was actually really sad that he just totally flaked. I just get sad like when uh, any of the people in my life, if a relationship is not good, it just makes me sad. Yeah. You know? And I'm thinking, oh, he's just going to flake on this? Oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't value this. Um, But again, it comes down to like having like a little bit of patience. Like if you wait it out for 20 minutes without like going all the way there, like you're going into... You're attached to assumptions, which, which kind of like brings me to Tim because like, I have a lot of fear. We have a lot of fear. I do. I mean, I feel like I could almost be like the most fearful, insecure person I know. I'm right up there with you, bro. Yeah. But you're able to like compartmentalize to a certain degree. Yeah. You're able to be like, yo, let's just wait till tomorrow. And like, dude, I fell asleep last night at 9 a.m. Like I was just up, like I literally tried to go to sleep 50 times. That's the worst. No, it was like, that's the hamster wheel. That's the worst. I can't, I mean, I can fall into not falling asleep because I'm thinking, but it's not usually, it It, could be in some fear, but it's not. That doesn't happen to Tim. Tim's fucking sleeper. No, but he maybe he's in his head about some shit, but he's not thinking like, should I throw Billy away? Is Martha going to work for the sober living? Um, what, you know, is this Nate 2.0? Like, there's a similar thing happening right now where, where Nate infiltrated my family. And then my family chose Nate over me. And now it's like sort of happening a little bit with Billy, who's my sponsor. But that's sponsor. what you thought. But that's they, what you thought. In actuality, they never chose Nate even close to over you. No, actually, there was a, peri- a short period of time where like I was the bad guy and he was the angel. And then his true colors were re- revealed. And that was, I mean, that there was a night where I was like in the fetal position on my couch, like just thinking about it. I don't just, even it, think that, that. It hurts I think, so bad. I think Mar- Martha, you're not easy to get along with. Nate, at certain points, was just easy. Yeah. And you're tough. Mm-hmm. So it's not like picking him over you or he's the angel. It's just like, he's just easier. Yeah, easier. but it was also like, you know, him painting a picture like that we don't pay in time. and him. That was like the lit. I was a part of that. And that was the littlest deal. Right. Like ever. 
I, I had one conversation with Martha. I go like, oh, this fool hasn't invoiced me in two months. She goes, oh, shit, what an idiot. Nate, and you know. Yeah, but you don't really know what's really going on behind the scenes as far as like her, like my dad calling me saying like you're a mon-, like Martha's saying you're a monster. Because I woke him up that day and I'm playing with him and he's playing the victim. And I just, th- there was definitely a lot a big part of that that was real but i mean that's what i love about tim is he takes everything with a grain of salt it's like oh, okay cool whatever it's not that big a deal but for me my mind takes it and it compounds and it it, it, it i can't it's hard for me to not make it into worst case scenario that, that's exactly how i know exactly what he, you're saying he makes everything best case scenario i think that's mm. just kind of how you yeah it's like your your default is like, oh, it'll come, we'll be all right, they'll get over it, I'll find it. And that's usually what, <laughs> and, but, like, and, but the truth is that's usually what happens. Yeah, it's always uh, not, 90% of the time, our fear it's always, is wrong. No, it's always what yeah. happens. And Nine, that's that's yeah. what this meeting's all about. Yeah. Even if he doesn't find his wallet yeah. or his phone, which he doesn't a lot of times. It's like you get the new one and it's like you just life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you used to call your parking tickets like life tolls. <laughs> He's like, I got a $40 parking ticket. I live in LA. It's just a life toll. Right. Yeah. It's just like, and I'm like <gasps> trying to not get the ticket. But like, if you just accept that it's going to happen once in a while, you don't, your life, you don't need to like be robbed of that peace of mind. Cause like, what could be more valuable than having peace oh, during yeah. the day? Nothing's more valuable than that. I'm gonna trip over a forty dollar ticket, like I just somebody that ain't calling me back or yeah, and I just showing na- up. so now I just lost like a whole day. I mean, you'll, what's that worth? You'll drive, you'll drive back to downtown LA to like go get your vape. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, you'll spend a whole day. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. your time's worth more than that. Like, but like, there's some kind. But of, then at the same, there's yeah. some there's positives to certain things on that end yeah. too. Well, I mean, just like being or being if, organized if, and like yeah. train, like even not being like a small. It's almost training yourself a little bit to like not leave it or yeah. something. Where like yeah, something things will happen to me in a day. Like I literally if, if you're. Yeah, even a parking ticket, since you brought it up. Like, if I saw that, the level of me thinking about it doesn't even last longer than maybe a second. Yeah, I, like, I, honestly, I feel like a lot of that is intelligence. Yeah, and then, like, Tim doesn't pay for the ticket. It ends up being, like, a $300 parking ticket, and he still doesn't care. That's, like, really loud. I know. Yeah. yeah, but, like, compressor. But dog. I think a lot of it is, like, I need to get a compressor or some kind of a preamp, I think, where I have a plug in. But I think a lot of that is, like, intelligence. Picking like he, and choosing yeah. what you're going to trip on and what you're not going to yeah, trip b- on. Based on logical, right. like, almost, like, problem solving. Like, he's thinking, okay... What are the logical options here? Like well, when, those are the traits of like a really good leader where they can see through the accident, right? So like this is going to be our out. So like learning to ride a motorcycle, you're taught like how to avoid hitting the side of a bus, right? So then like guys like Tim apply that in leadership roles, right? Where I'm going to see my out and I'm going to pick and choose what I'm going to let really fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Where like a parking ticket would probably destroy some people, right? Like that's mm-hmm. fucked up. Like we get to pick and choose our battles. So, yeah. you know, I, I, that's not to, Pat, I think you're right. Tim is very intelligent, but with Tim and tell me if I'm wrong, Tim, 
all the shit that goes on in his day, 99% of it, like it's not going to affect him the next day. He's just like, yeah, like I'm going to be okay tomorrow. Yeah. Like life goes on. Like I'll be happy tomorrow. Like it's all good. Like nothing ever like derails you. So wait, speaking yeah. of derailment, what's up with you and Billy though? I mean, I, I, he's supposedly coming. But, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm, like, very, 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 like, that's the thing. That's right. good when he comes. Yeah, but it's always he a take nice play. I'm realizing why I'm dr- – I woke up at 6 a.m. Detroit time, which is 3 a.m. here. And I've just been going since 3 a.m. our time. Yeah. So, check this out. I, I posted – Look at the timing. Perfect. There really? So, 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 I posted – I'm going to go – love you guys. Going to go crash out. All right. Like, actually, for once in my life, I am like fucking like. That was great. It was a great. It was great having you, Tim. Love you too. Love you, T. Just in time for Billy Boy to sit down in the in the in the chair. We were just talking about how Tim. It's like how could I not love him? Both of them. Every it's like ah, my mind is just such a. You have a good heart. Yo, yeah, but last night I was thinking of doing some, like I was. But those are your thoughts, not your heart, right? You know. So, so I posted a video last night. Um, this this is the video I posted. And I need you to start eating me. So this this. I need you to start caring. So it got that. This video, this caused me to get a community violation and the video was taken down and it won't go back up just because she's wearing a little bit. Yeah, TikTok sucks, dude. So, Billy, we're celebrating Gus's one year sober birthday. Congratulations, Gus. I remember years ago you were coming in the meeting and I asked you, like, are you an alcoholic? Are you sober or what? And you gave me some confusing answer. <laughs> that was years ago. That's why I always do that. Yeah. used to do that. I used to like give an answer that like I thought that they would be like, yeah, that's cool. Or I get that. You know what I mean? Like anyways, but no, it took time for me. Like it did, you know, it wasn't like, I wasn't like a fucking bottom drunk, like low bottom drunk. You know what I mean? Like, I never was that. So what can somebody do? Like, if they're feeling in a state where they're like, I want to re- sober up. I don't know how. I don't have people around me to take me to a facility. Like, what can somebody do towards a road to recovery? I mean, look, there's a lot of literature out there. AA has a very big program everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to a meeting. It doesn't cost anything to go to a meeting. And anyone can access AA. It's not, there's no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. Right. Um, Were you just taking a nap, Billy? Uh, I didn't intend to take a nap, but I fell asleep. So how does somebody deal with an alcoholic? Like, in what way? Well, like, for example, myself growing up, my stepdad was like a raging alcoholic. And the way we dealt with him was we would just leave the house. And yeah. let him have his episodes, right? But like someone's listening to this show right now who's dealing with an alcoholic in their family or a drug addict in their family, and they just want to see an out, right? They yeah. want to see this person get it's better. It's difficult, man. There's like, the thing is, there's no right answer, right? Because every 
people's lives and, and their situations are all different. There's not really like a, a you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Do you have to wait to hit rock bottom though to like emerge? For me, it was an emotional bottom. Yes. Okay. It wasn't like a, I'd lost everything bottom. Right. Like I said, like two months before that, I was. So that's beautiful. Outside. Huh? To have friends and family come around you and yeah. care about you that intensely yeah. where they're like yeah, jumping. And like, I mean, look, I, 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 I've, my, my sobriety was all emotional and mental, but like when I went to go do a fourth step, which is like making amends to people, like I didn't have any to make cause I was always good to people. Like I was never like, I didn't like fuck anybody over. I never like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was like, it was such an inside job for me. And I always was able to kind of, well, for the most part, be able to separate it and like go into my little dark hole and do what I do. But when I come out of it, like I'm, I'm, you know, besides like the squabbles Tim and Pat and I used to get into and with girlfriends and shit, like I was never, I never like did some fucked up shit. So amends really wasn't an obstacle for you. The what? Amends, the amends part of. No, it was. Sorry. I mean, okay. I made amends. Right, like, right, I made amends right. to my dad, to my mom, to my family, to ex- a couple ex girlfriends, and but like I wasn't an abusive, um, like hurt somebody, um, f- fuck people over, conniving like that. That was never me, you know. Always yeah. been like a good dude, right? Like, no one will ever, uh, that I know of, will be like, oh, he's a piece of shit. So what keeps you sober, like, day to day? Um, Like, is there a mantra? Is there, like, a desire um, in your heart? I mean, I become very spiritually connected to where, like, the thought of going out and, like, doing what I was doing before and drinking, like, it just sounds, like, not good. Um, I, 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 I just want to do a quick little post. So, uh, we just started the podcast and Billy just got here and I just was, I've been really fucked up thinking maybe if you weren't going to come, which (laughs) just, which just lets me know how much I value you and how much I want you here. And I was up, I fell asleep at 9am just in my head about everything that went down and my part and talk to my therapist a lot about it and you know my narcissism and my ego we should probably get into a little bit of that but I just want to say I'm glad you're here and thank you I'm glad I'm here I was like tripping bro yeah yeah, yeah forget well, forget you about went hard war. man you went hard on me I did yeah I thought maybe you were trying to crucify me or something yeah, yeah well I I, I don't I just posted a video about you throwing people away and me keeping people um, on my page. And I think like part of the thing I was tripping on last night was like there is a part of me that's like like feeling like you could just walk away and just leave it all behind and be fine with that. So I'm afraid of that. And I'm also like, like I'm willing to fight for, I feel like I'm over here fighting for the both of us because I did, I did have some feelings around 
like, you know, you going to Martha, um, you know, it felt kind of like a, yeah, I don't know. But, but I should have just not got involved is the conclusion that I came to with my therapist. Like, what am I even, like, I could have just said, Hey, you should just hit up Rudy and not, you should have just hit up Rudy and not Martha. And then just left it. But instead, I like turned it into this whole other thing about like you. What's up? Nothing. I'm listening. What are you thinking? Uh, well, I'm thinking we just cut them off in the mid- middle of whatever. But um, well, yeah. Okay. So I'll just go over real quick. And no, this we're is, good. We're good. Yeah, this, we were just talking this, about. We're spectating. We're just. <laughs> this is just my standpoint, how I see it, and I'm probably gonna piss you off again, which I don't want to do. But well, uh, maybe there's just a way that we can speak with love. Like, the, like what I just said is true, which is that I value you. I'm glad you're here, and I'm sorry. I actually want to say I'm sorry for being like mean and like aggressive. Okay, I appreciate that. I'm sorry for being the same. Yeah, but you weren't really mean. But what? Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, you were gonna piss me off just now. I mean, if you want the whole shebang shebang of what happened, I mean, I'll just tell you what it looks like from my head. Yeah, no, I think that we do need to kind of go over it. Um, we do need to go over it. And we do need to consider, like, uh, this isn't like an excuse or anything, but as soon as, like, Martha gets involved, I become completely irrational. Oh, really? Well, you know that. It seems like you were being a little... I, I couldn't... Well, because as, as soon as Martha starts texting Veronica and me, I'm like, fuck, now Billy caused all this drama. And now I'm like upset with you and I'm wanting, I wanted you to see that. And um, I don't know. I, yeah, she just said that. The family thing for me is a trigger. You know what I mean? It just kind of reminded me of like the Nate situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like I brought Nate in and then he just caused so much problems for me. But that's because he was, yeah, because he was saying things to Martha. Like, like what you said to Martha, like made me look a certain way. Mm-hmm. When, when the truth is that I told you I was fine with not doing that because I would rather have you have the house. Mm-hmm. But you didn't trust me because you have issues with like friends and stuff and not trusting people. So let's hear what Billy has to say. Yeah. Um, what okay, happened? Like I said, what happened? I'm just going to be assertive, candid, and honest, and I'm just going to give it to you from my head. Is like, why is Pat? even involved in my personal life. That's how I look at it. Like, why, why is the long arm of the law, like, even... This is my home where I live. Like, why are you even involved? And that's the standpoint I was coming from, because previous to all this, I saw Martha as a landlord. You had nothing to do with any of it. The whole Charlie thing, the whole Carlos thing... You know, I got in a fight. There was just fucking... They, they were making, like, death threats. They were going to beat up 
your other guy that was staying here. And um, you're like, I don't want anything to do with any of that. And then suddenly, like, you're like, you're the boss and you're telling me how to live my life at my house. Did I tell you, though? Yes. What did I say? Well, okay, so here's the deal. Here's how, okay. But but I also Fuck. think. Okay, here we go. But wait, but wait, back up. Just back up before you get crazy. I think you can answer that question on your own. What question? Why I'm involved. Well, yeah, because you want Rudy to have a safe place to live and she benefits you and right. well, that's one reason what, what's another reason I don't know well they're my parents yeah and then, and then there's also even a third reason I mean okay. I think if you think like if I no 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 none, to me that doesn't make any sense because I'm living here Things are nothing to do with Pat, and then suddenly Pat's calling all the shots. Well, well, I want about my life, well, where I live, and what I should do. So I want to. I'll say it again. Like I should have never gotten as involved as I did, and I'm sorry. I appreciate that, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to show you how it looks from this perspective. Right, but like, okay, when I got involved with the ridges, June 16th, when I got kicked out of my house in a way that I've never been. Everything's changed. I don't feel like sponsor relationship. I don't feel like, you know, we had a good relationship, but it's completely changed. But also, didn't you text Martha? About? Rudy? Yes, I so did. So that's why I got involved. Because then Martha texted me. I, I do have to ask, why, why would you text Martha? Because Martha's my, Martha's my landlord. We've been communicating this whole time, all through the shit show with the placentias and, Char- and Charlie. I've been telling her what's going on, what's going down, and then we have a new. That's a serious situation. Then we have a new roommate, and she's like, "I'm trying to assess the situation." Like, okay, no, Martha Lem. Okay, well, I, I wasn't, no one told me exactly what was going on, so now, so I'm like, damn, this fucking new roommate is in my house, there's dudes coming and going all day long, one comes, shows up. That's at not me. true. Okay, there's two dudes. Okay, there's two dudes. Let him finish this. the story. Let I know, but, let, but let's just do this. Let's take it back a notch. Why can't I just say it and then you well, can well, rebuttal? Let's let's well, let I don't me feel have like, a thought. I don't feel like you're coming from a place of love, wanting there to be a solution. And I think we both need to take a step back. No, 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 no that's no, not no. it. No, okay, we asked now him you're, a question. you're manipulating me yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. just trying to lay it out. He's explaining. He's explaining. Exaggerating. No, 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 guys. I always exaggerate when I talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That's the, he's ex- for sure. You guys are not letting him even explain just, what's I'm going on. I'm giving you this, yeah. the, the initiation of the troubles. And yes. yes, I exaggerate, and yes, I'm a motherfucker, okay? Everyone knows that. I'm an exaggerating motherfucker. That's how I talk. Okay. So I, I, I get pissed because I'm thinking, what the fuck is she thinking? Because there's a dude there earlier when I, right? And then at midnight, another dude shows up. Damn, Rudy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, there was one dude, and I'm like trying to think, is this cool with me? I don't know if this is cool. What's going on? Uh, so I'm not really clear on what I, how I feel about it. 
But then at midnight, when someone else shows up, I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? I mean, okay, here I'm exaggerating. It's not a dude ranch, right? This is, fuck, this is a home. I get pissed. I'm like, Rudy, what the fuck are you thinking? What are you doing? And then we had talked earlier the day before. We had a long discussion about the whole thing. Me and Martha talked because your dad and Martha called me asking me what's going on. And I basically talked the way Billy talks. Well, she's here. I'm not sure what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. And then they made me this really good offer because they're thinking, oh, we found someone for the room. They told me they found somebody for the room. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, And they also told me we wanted to rent the house to a family. And I had to deny this family so that you could stay there and Brendan could stay there. And I said, well, okay. I mean, whatever you want to do, Martha. And then your dad, like, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about renting the other room myself so that I can have a space for my daughter and an office and, like, and less people in the house, right? Because the more people, the more chaos. And, they, and your dad pipes in. He's like, all right, we'll do it half price. I'm like, well, shit, I can't refuse that. And that's basically the conversation I had. Please, say that again. I was trying to ask you why you text about Ruth. Oh, so I texted him. What are we talking about? Like, there's only one. Okay, let me think. But that's that's the Ruth. That's the one thing that happened. I'm trying to answer it. Yeah. So I said, I don't know about Rudy. We were discussing Rudy, and then I was discussing it also with Martha because they don't know about Rudy either. And I'm like, well, Pat wants her to stay here, and she's newly sober, and I'll blah, blah, blah. I don't know if she has money for rent, like just figuring out roommate shit. What was the question? Why did you text Martha about Rudy? Because I got pissed when she brought the second guy at midnight, and I'm like, why didn't you talk to her? Did I text her that night? Yes. No, I wouldn't have texted her at midnight. Yes. I text Pat. No, you did though, because Martha texted me. Maybe Veronica. the next day I texted her. No. Veronica! I don't remember. You got a text from Martha that night, right? I, I just think in my point. Also, they were away from like, Taylor's birthday on like a. If you're, yeah. if you're un- like, uh, no, but you got a text from Martha that night. Yeah, yeah, but here's the situation is I thought, okay, roommates, I mean, she's a roommate, so she has every right to do whatever the fuck she wants, right? Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm thinking, I can't just go tell her how to... Roommates don't have right to do whatever they want. You're in a group setting. Well, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to approach her the next day about this shit. She, it pissed me off. I thought that was like overstepping boundaries. Right, but, but so that's the thing. so, and we were talking, and I'm like, Pat, see, this is what I'm talking about. I don't remember exactly. Okay, so I dealt with it wrong. I should have went to Rudy and the dude and said, Hey, you know, this isn't cool. I didn't. But I text more, him, and I think I might have text Martha. Like, this is fucked up, you know. So I'm just wondering if you can be fully honest with yourself about why you got so mad, because I think that's like the key. To discovering how one of the reasons that this got so played out. Why? Because I didn't want her there in the first place. And I just worked out something the previous day. But didn't you like, like when Rudy. I like Rudy. I think she's great. I love Rudy. She's a very cool kid, right? 
It's not a character assassination here. It's they, they made me a good deal to have a peaceful, safe house that I've been working really hard for. I even got in a fight. I've been dealing with all this shit. And they said, yeah, we'll rent you the room. And I thought, great. One, one less person to deal with in my house. This is going to be a great, safe place. I can really fix it up, have my daughter here. I've, I've, I'm safe because I have been not, I've had no safe place for years, really, because Angela was a fucking crazy bitch for two years. Blah, 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 blah. What was the question? Well, I mean, I, I'm sort of understanding a little bit more. You're just going like, you want, you were really excited to have that free amount that you're in. You're what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, listen, I, I really only want to be here if I can have it rent-free. This has been, I mean, no, no, not rent-free. If I can have that room but but here's the problem like and we keep i feel like when we talk like i don't know what's going on with you right now but like i feel like you're not like hearing me you're not listening to me or maybe you're not trusting me or there's other things happening all right we'll spell it out then well we the last thing we talked about was you let's let's get you this room for your daughter that's what's most important yeah, that was for after like an hour of you fighting for Rudy to be well, there. Well, I wasn't really see. That's and then the, you then you brought the, Wickham in too, and I'm like, oh, okay. But, Pat wants to do this. Well, thing. here's the danger. It's not my house. It's his parents. I feel like you're in a weird headspace right now, like a kind of combative, angry, resentful headspace. No. Okay. Cool. So, I I uh, I don't. Like, I, I, I just, we just like the, the danger in like exaggerating and over, like there's a danger in doing that because like, I think what we need to be doing is underplaying each other's things so that we can hear each other. And when you over exaggerate, like what I was saying, it makes it seem like I was telling you. I'm not over exaggerating what you were saying. You, we talked heatedly you hung up on me that's how heated it was you hung up on me yeah i was a fucking dick and you were like speaking in an argument of tone about the whole situation and you kept bringing in like my character and what you did for me and did i ever think of you and in my mind i'm thinking well this is my house i live here no i wasn't really thinking what pat wants me to do at my house you know i just not well yeah and i'm sorry for that like again Okay, you don't have to keep saying you're sorry. I know. But, but we resolved it on that call. I don't know if that's really true because you just told me yesterday when you called me again, no, we're talking again about the same thing. That's what friends do. Well, so, no, I, I, yeah, it but, wasn't completely resolved, no, but we had a we, we came to a agreeable end at the end of the conversation. Which yes. was that Rudy would be there until she found a place and you would have that other room. After she leaves. Because that's what makes most sense. Yes. Right. And then we got a text from Martha. Yes. So I guess I talked to Martha the next day and she said, what's going on? And I just told her, well, I had this conversation with Pat and then he was talking about he wants Wickham there too. And I don't really know what's going on and I'm not sure of where I stand and but, but you I were. did not badmouth you. But, I just put, I talked about the conversation we had. I talked about, now I'm not really sure where I stand. 
you know, I was trying. But, but you were sure because I told you where yeah, you but stood. I said, no, you not really, because Pat suddenly is telling me when it's always been Martha and Billy. Now it's Pat, so I'm not sure. But I'm only telling you what my opinion is. Well, I don't, I don't think to me that's not true because when you tell your dad you want something, it happens. Maybe. Well, it seems like every time you've done that that I've seen. I, I, I probably could. You, ha- you, you hold a large power position in well, the yeah, family. For sure. And I could, if I really wanted to, make something happen. But I told you that I want what's best for you and your daughter. And I've always wanted that. Well, I appreciate that. Dude, and like, you know that's my heart. No, you know that's your heart. Yeah, I know, but like, that's the problem. This is where the problem lies. Is for some reason, I sense after all that we've been through, like you still looking, you're still looking at me with this like... Yeah, because you came at me hard and I'm not really sure what... Well, because... You know, like, came at me hard three days in a row. Well, the first. And you kept bringing my character in and what, who I am. Oh, I don't give a shit about Rudy on the streets and I don't give a shit about helping an alcoholic and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I'm asking. I do, but my experience of bringing alcoholics home way back in the beginning, it doesn't help them and it definitely fucks up my life. Mm -hmm. When you bring them into your house, doesn't really help them. They just take advantage. It makes it too easy for them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help them really. And they fucking just create chaos and they don't appreciate shit. Yeah. I tried it several times. Well, that's a conversation to have. But I'm like sort of checking with you. So what I was... And at- I'm also confused because like you like Rudy, you care about Rudy, you wanted her to work for you. And I feel like there's also this other element that you're maybe not seeing of like maybe you were more angry about her having guys over and there was something else going on with that too a little bit maybe i think it would piss me off if it was a chick too because it's not a house like this you can hear everything right. every word every time everything but is do you think it would have been as no, because as. dudes are scary. Chicks aren't as right. scary as dudes. I don't even want them knowing my code. So you don't think it had anything to do with you being like jealous or kind no, of? No, like, I don't think so. No, it just seemed like a little bit of an extreme reaction based on everything you've been through at that house and just you being, like you said earlier, just a motherfucker. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was an extreme reaction, but yeah. everything I'd been through at that house finally started settling down. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this might actually work. And then bam, there's a new thing. And I'm like, and now Pat's behind it and Pat has a lot of power. So yeah. I don't really know again. Now, I'm, is, is it going to be, is my duration of my stay at this house, is it always going to be the next fucking thing? You know, that's. That's where I'm coming at because I'm not you. I don't know. But when I tell you clearly, I want you to have that house and that other room for summer because that's what I really appreciate that. It really touches my heart. No, but Billy, I said that to you that night. Yeah. And we established the fact that you didn't trust me because you don't have like friends and trust and like you don't know what that looks like. And I think that that's like... I'm not trying to call out your character or anything, but like I just posted a video 
about like you saying how you throw people away. I throw people away. I don't trust and, anybody, not even my mom and my dad. Yeah, so and me saying I keep people. So I'm trying to keep everyone taken care of. I'm trying yeah, to yeah, figure out a way that's to love great. everyone. That's great. But and, also and people I, say one thing and then a week later they say something else. Not your friends. And I believe that I should have earned your trust by now. And the fact that I didn't is like hurts me like a lot. Well, that's not true. And you shouldn't be hurt because I wouldn't be here. No, I know. And I'm glad everything we've been through. I'm like, Oh fuck. Pat's a good guy. We'll work it out. Normally I'd just play. What the fuck? You know, I would either move or whatever. I'd just be like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. But I learned in AA and over time that if I want to have relationships in a good life, step eight, I need to have the best possible relationship with all humans. And it may seem like, oh my God, how fucking much work is it to have a good relationship with somebody? Yeah, I No, wanna... this is me. This is me, not Pat. You're uh, a social butterfly. I have lots of friends. This is Billy. No, fuck off. This is Billy, okay? You know what? If you're going to be whatever, fuck off. And that's wrong. I like right now, like, I think what I need to do is I need to like put myself in your shoes. Can I say something? Cause I've been sure. noticing you guys back and forth and I, we spoke about this a little bit the other day. <clears throat> Billy, the reason why you've been living here now you're living, um, at Martha or Martha's house is because it's convenient. It's probably cheaper, right? And it's a way for you to grow your life and continue to have a place and well, no, the and, reason and afford I'm it. Hold there. on, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. And because you can go do that by yourself. If you wanted to go get a house by yourself, you can go do that, right? And Pat likes. Where's Pat? Oh, and Pat likes the situation with you because he does care about you, but he's also an alpha male who likes to control people around him. And he likes to, um, I mean, the reason I told him this the other day, so I'm not saying anything off the wall. It's very interesting how his sponsor is like a complete opposite of him and very calm because Pat doesn't want somebody who's going to challenge him. He doesn't. He wants to manipulate it. He wants to make sure it goes his way in his head. And that's what he works on every day. But the, the matter of the fact is he wants to keep you and Wickham and Rudy all under his control. Yeah, I see that clearly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the way to, like, when you guys were at Pride Time, you were doing your own thing. Like, you guys had a completely different relationship. A hundred percent. Like, I, I see that even. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Now that all it's like mixing business and friendships, right? That's what happens. This is exactly what happens. You know, you have somebody who has a little more power and they want to like hold some shit over your head. I'm sure he has before, you know what I mean? And, and like, you feel like, well, I have this like really good deal and really good thing going on. And I don't want to like set, ruin that. And you know, you're getting comfortable in this house, but the truth of the matter is like, you can go fucking do your own thing, get your own house and not have to deal with this. Stuff. Yeah. And, right, I deba- right. and I debate that every time we have one of these arguments. Maybe I should just get out. That's it. But I it's, won't, it's, it's, I won't... it's neither. It's, it, it, it's your fault and it's Pat's fault. That's not, there's not one or the other who's more at fault. Are you kidding me? You just, you just painted like the worst possible picture of 
to you, you. Talking to the mic? To you, because... Can you talking to the mic? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gus. No, I mean, I'm being honest, bro. painted, like, the worst possible picture of me, like, if I was living completely by all my character defects as my father, which I've spent 15 years not to do. Thanks a lot. That was pretty fucked up. No, it wasn't, it wasn't fucked you, up. You, no, I think it was. No, just you just, you just, you just like, don't want to look at it because, you know, it's true. Some of it is. And even Greg was like, yeah. No, yeah, some of it is. Yeah. But and I'm then, fine but, with Wickham not yeah. living there. I'm just trying to help Wickham. No, and that's the first and thing I fine. said. Let, let me finish. Yeah. That, that's, I'm fine with Billy not living there. My dad is the one who wanted him to be there because my dad's the master manipulator. I'm actually totally... And the reason that I wanted Billy to be my sponsor isn't so I could control and manipulate him. Are you fucking insane? No, I'm not I, insane. Let me finish, dude. Please. You just asked a question. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you actually think that I was like, oh, wow, this guy is like quiet and calm. I'm going to ask him to sponsor me so that I could control him? Yes. Well, that's fucked up, and I resent the fact that you think that because that's pretty low of you to think it's that not low. low of me. The reason that I wanted Billy to be my sponsor is because he embodied a certain honesty and humility that I aspire to have. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. But you asked me my opinion, and I just and, think— And I really think that it's fucked up that you're painting that kind of a picture of me. I'm not painting a picture, Pat. I'm giving you my opinion. Okay. Well, I think it's really fucked up yeah. that that's your opinion. And, 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 and by the way, like you're looking at it from a place of painting a bad picture about you. You know, you're, you know this. You know, you're, you know that you're an alpha male. You don't like to be challenged. You butt heads with alpha male. So you pick the complete opposite of you as a sponsor. That's all I said. I just liked his share and his honesty, and I think that he works a real fucking program, and it's all about humility. Absolutely. And that's what I liked. Yeah, but like the, you, you, you thought that I was saying that in a negative tone, and it's not. That's who you are. I'm the same. Like The reason why Jason and I butt heads all the fucking time is because of that exact reason. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that about him. Well, and I'm and the, you guys I'm do complement each other very well because – you have what Pat does and Pat has what you don't. Yes. You know, so yeah. it wasn't like coming from a place of like no, trying to no, put you in a bad light, Pat. No, I, I see that. I, if I could, I would do the same thing. We all want to do that. We yeah. all want to control our environment and the people in it. Of course. Yeah, but, but I also want to have, I want him to be happy. For sure you do. Like, and I don't want to just have him like under my control. I want to collaborate with him because I think he's valuable and he has a lot to offer. It's not, yeah, and I just you have I, to say the other part. I am. No, I'm, you didn't. You said I chose him so I could manipulate him. No, I didn't. You, you didn't said rewind all it. the bad parts. No, I didn't, Pat. That's what you heard. Well, we have it. I, yeah, I started off by saying what I said was. Pat loves all these people around him and he wants to help him, but he also likes to control. He likes to be in control. You do. Well, I do. So does everyone. No, he doesn't want to be in control. Yeah, I does. do, but I just don't, I'm not, I don't have that power position. So there's nothing wrong with what I said. Like there's, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But there's another side to that coin that you didn't say. What was this other side? That I value him. And that Dude, I, aspire, I didn't I say that? Well, no, really? that I aspire that there are other reasons also why I like working with him, and I don't need Wickham to live in a place that I can like. Like I don't, I don't need Billy to live in a place where I can like. I just wanted to help him. 
because he had no place to stay. And we, me and Veronica felt bad yeah. that he got kicked out of his house. I didn't let him live here so I could control him. That's no, what I, what I and said then, was, and then my dad asked him to live at that house. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Do you want to do that? That's great. Like, do you really think that this was some master manipulation by my part, on my part? Like, no, no, I don't think that. But, um, we, okay, so we got, since we're putting Pat on the hot seat here, here's my take on this. So, yes, Pat is an alpha male, and if he can, he will try to control things. But at the same time, he's very generous. Very. And he comes around and checks himself where he's been wrong and works it out with people and you know, he's got a good heart, but he's also like a lot. He's a lot with kind of relentless on, you know, when he wants something, he's relentless. That's control and manipulative and smart like all of us, but he's also a good guy. So there's every, you know, there's both there. So that's the, other and, and I, and I like when we started talking on the phone, like I started going the wrong direction when I started asking you, like, do you see how helping Rudy is also helping me? Uh-huh. That was like the wrong direction to be going in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like well, that's where I fucked up. It just seemed odd to me. It seemed odd. Like, well, why are you bringing that? Because that's well, that's where I fucked up. I'm saying right now, I'm sorry for doing that, and I okay. fucked up because that was ego. That was like, and I talked about it with my therapist and like figured it all out. What I should have said was, Billy, don't you like? W- w- wouldn't you want what's best for? What do you think we can do? to help Rudy in this situation or something like that. Like something along the lines of like, maybe you could ask her for them to leave and then just like dipped out and not had any investment in what the results were going to be. You know what I'm saying? I should have just said that and then, and then, and then left it. Oh, what's best for Rudy. Well then I could have thought about it because that's a whole discussion in itself. And that's really what I was like wanting to do. But my ego made it about me. And all I wanted was like a little bit of like, oh, really? I didn't realize that that was helping you. I just wanted like a little bit of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like I do care a little bit about what you want. And it was just like, but that's stupid. But I do care about what you want. But, but it just became I'm thinking, this a fight. Is my home where I live. Yeah. What you want is cool, but I don't know of this. Not anywhere near as important as that. Um, can I ask that you, was Greg, con- from an outside perspective, what what do you think is going on? Are we just bullshitting But there's this one other? very important, very important fact that I feel like keeps getting missed. Mm-hmm. What was the resolution at the end of our conversation that night? The resolution was... Pat said, oh, now that I see you're talking about your daughter and stuff, yes, of course, that's most important is you having a good, safe place for you and your daughter, something to that effect. And that really made me feel good and touched my heart. And then the next day we had a conversation again about it all, and he told me how I do this triangulation-like manipulative thing as a power play. 
And I also appreciated that because, yeah, I do do something like that maybe. And I want to look into that more because, you know, I don't want to be a motherfucker. And, but, but, and I almost cried because my whole life I've been alone. I'm talking from like a little kid, right? So for me to accept friends and think that people actually have my back is a very touching and bizarre and hard to believe situation because I feel like I'm in here alone and that's why I say fuck you I'm going to take my marbles and leave because I feel like it's just me and, and there's something like happening here that's like magical and special but I I I see you there's there I see that there's like a part there's a large part of you that's like continuing to push me away. But I mean, you're here. So there's also another part of you that's like wants to accept my like love. Well, that's friendship. That's my instinct. But, and I'm trying to fight that and be like close to him and like work through this and like, let him know that I am his friend. Like the first thing you, I said when you came here was like, this has been affecting me so much. I want you. I care about you. I value you. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same here. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. But then, and Pat, and Pat, then, like, but then when we start talking about it, it's like, uh, there's still obviously like, well, some, look, what, what here's the thing. I, Can I say something real quick? Yeah. And Pat, you actually said this in the meeting, Pat, we all know Pat's heart is a hundred percent whole and bright and beautiful. He gets inside his head and does some fucked up shit. Sometimes like you said in the meeting, jumping into the middle of this and trying to control it. Right. No, I, I literally said in the meeting yeah. that I should not have yeah, tried to fix yeah. the problem with you and Rudy. Exactly. But I did. Craig posted into the primetime group. He said, when we see a conflict happening, we should, step away from it he just posted this in the primetime group. yeah like, today this morning was perfect yeah you read he, that he, he sends his little you saw that i didn't see the facebook one but he sends out uh the daily reflection from emmett fox and then writes a little bit and it was like sends totally it out to where to me and a bunch of other so people. you're on the group text still yeah because you've said multiple times that you're like out oh i'm on his group text but i'm not on the facebook group no, but I, I just want to illustrate like how you're still a part of that, but you've said multiple times that you're no longer a part of any of those people's lives. Well, I'm not. He's just been sending me this for years. Right. So I read it when it, in the morning. Yeah, right. but maybe you still are. So, so where are you guys at so now? So hold on, hold on. And so I didn't finish. So Pat jumped in and controlled it or tried to control it, and he knows he shouldn't have. And... It came back to haunt him. Like he was up to fucking nine in the morning, like thinking about this. Whereas if he would have like stepped back, it wouldn't have ha- He wouldn't be in that position. But he cares so much about you. That's why he was up, and that's why he's doing this, and that's why he's trying to fix and, it. Because he's like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have done that." And here's what happened. But I don't want to let that go. But but I want to learn to lose. From I want this bad experience to be something that we can take away. Like, I want us both, like, you know how hard it is for me to see that I shouldn't try to help my friends resolve their issues? Yeah, dude, I'm the same. Like, that is like, 
for me to even say that I shouldn't be doing that when I was raised by a father who put it, he made it my responsibility to fix (sighs) their marriage. Yeah, that's crazy. He made it my responsibility. You're going to get me and your mom back together. So I have it. It's in my blood to go, oh, Rudy and Billy problem. Let's fix it. And like we did, I got them on a three-way the next day and like we worked it all out and like they're watching a movie. And I asked you, I said, why are you watching a movie with Rudy? And you're (laughs) like, I'm, I'm just, what'd you say? I'm tolerating her or some Mm. like really mean shit that was like, should have only hurt it, hurt her. But for some reason it hurt me because like, I don't like fully believe you. And if that is the truth, something changed in you made dramatically as far as how you see her, like your love for her and your caring for her, like has completely evaporated for some weird reason. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to see if we could explore. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you said, that, I love Rudy. She's great. But then you went and texted Martha after a couple of days. No, but not of, only that, but he's like, I'm tolerating her. Was it the two dudes? No, like, like they've been, they watched a movie together the past two nights. Rudy's like, do you want to watch a movie? Like Rudy and Billy are like, seemingly were, they were like friends. Like, I feel like right away you were like wanting her to work for you. So I don't know what happened with all that. But Okay. Well, the truth is I barely know Rudy. So to say that I like am really good friends or no, I never her, said you're really good friends. I said you were, I like Rudy, right? I do. So then what does that mean when you say you're tolerating her? I'm tolerating her in my space. Mm, so it's more of like a possessive. I don't want anybody in my shit. Yeah. This is my thing. It's not her. I don't care about other people. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I, you like, only care about yourself in that house. Well, yeah. not necessarily only care about myself and I do want to help, but that's a whole nother conversation. What really helps no, Billy, but, Billy, just be honest. You okay, want the honest. house to yourself. I, and you don't I want to care. create a safe harbor there yeah. for me, my Only. kid. And that's it. Yeah. That's the truth. That's okay. And then if there's something else, maybe, but I want right. to be really careful about what I introduce to that place. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You want your own little so, spot. So I guess one way of putting it is your love for your daughter outweighs your desire to even want to be like nice or help Rudy. I am being nice to Rudy. Well, no, but, but, but you, but you're tolerating it. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. So, so, so I'm trying to put it like in a clear, like your love and your desire to want to, for your daughter and your, and your, and your family outweighs the thing, anything as it relates to Rudy, which is fair. Yeah. And that's I'm okay. I'm just trying to make if, sense if, of yeah, it. Yeah. 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 If it meant my daughter, my daughter's life and anybody in here, I would kill them right. without thinking. Well, yeah, obvious. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, uh, like, like Rudy's even just the smallest little threat or like, and you're like, you, you, your, your desire to help. She's not a small threat because she's attached to you, which is a big threat. Oh shit! <laughs> right. This is a good therapy session. But like, that's kind of <laughs> heavy, though. Like that, you're. It's not Rudy. She's nothing. 
It's you behind Rudy that's the problem. So it could have been Rudy. It could have been anyone else. So, But that just goes back to the same thing about him still not trusting me. And after all we've been through, I Billy still you. sees me as someone who's going to like potentially like ruin his life or something. No. I see it as a, pro- a potential problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to ruin my life. But as we see, there's a whole shitload of like an avalanche of drama anytime anything happens. True. And so it threatens our relationship. Rudy threatens our relationship mm-hmm. and threatens the peace of the house. And it's just a big deal. So it's not that the love for Rudy, it's the logical analysis of the situation. Yeah, I mean, you're looking out for Billy. Yes, yeah, of course. That's it. Human nature of survival, right? Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. And Rudy so at one point, Pat's going to look out for Pat. Yeah, and that's what he was doing. Yeah, but this is what Pat, I'm doing. Pat looking out for Pat means not yes. jumping in the fire. Or telling everybody to go fuck themselves. Wait, what? We're telling everybody to go fuck themselves, right? Like, yeah. you and Rudy, figure your shit out. Actually, I don't want anyone at my parents' house. You guys just... Well, but so, I think that, that... I think right. that... Well, I actually think this is a really important... Analogy, like, to, to just illustrate how we're different, right? Yeah, I'm looking out for me. But I'm a keeper of all my friends and people in my community. He's looking out for me but he's like a thrower mm. away. So I'm like, yeah, let's take care of me. But also how can we have the best relationship with all the people in my, is there a way where we can all coexist? Maybe there's not like, maybe there's not a way that Wickham and Rudy could live in that house. And it sounds like there isn't. And I respect that. And I'm like, you're probably right. What the fuck are we even doing? Yeah. And if we just talk about it, but, but, but Billy, you're so afraid Oh, you could have uh, talked to me very calmly yeah. from the beginning, yeah. logically, yeah. and not bring my character or what you did for me into the situation. Yeah, and that's where and, I fucked up. And so we did it, and we've talked now for the fourth time, and Rudy's there, and I'm cool, mm. and she's cool, and she understands she's got to be like a good roommate. Yeah. So we'll give it a try. Maybe yeah, she'll be there the, for the, 10 the, years. The, I don't the know. The out-of-pocketness and why Pat, I think, was, it, he blew up after is the fact that you texted Martha. Yeah. Which I don't think any of us still understand why and why. Here's the, the thing. I, I told us to Pat yesterday, they... like, she's involved in so much shit. And she's a woman who's very successful and has a lot of money. And from what I've heard, has been fucked over by a lot of people as it relates to money. And she wants to help people. But there's also, like, like a fucking little squirrel grabbing her nut. Right. Oh, I want a little piece and let me get do this. And there's like everyone coming and involving her in those issues. Like what I don't think you, any of you understand is me and Martha's relationship. Martha comes to me and asks me questions and what's going on and what should I do? And what do you think? She asks me mm-hmm. and we've been communicating ever since I moved in there. I don't like go out of my way really to, until we establish this relationship to bother her. And now that you told me not to, so I, I oh, tried. That's, that's I, just more weird manipulation and triangulation from my dad. But I'm afraid to say anything to her now because it's going to paint you in a bad picture, which I don't want to do. 
No. Well, I don't. Well, I, I, I don't. It's just trying to navigate the stormy sea. But here's the thing, dude. I think if we can understand that life and relationships and family, it's it's never as simple as like you're making it seem. Like my life is the way it is because I've sacrificed so much to play ball with all this weird family bullshit. So there are benefits, but there's also like some shit and other people we have to consider. And yeah, so it's like, I think Billy's totally not used to that and he has no idea what that's like. And he doesn't understand that it's not as simple as like there being one King because he keeps using these terms like you're the king or she's the king. It's like, no, like we're all like a family. Everyone has feelings and we need to all communicate to figure out like we're literally going to open a sober living. Yeah. Because we're able to, to like respect each other and communicate and figure out what each person needs. And Martha's going to help. And I'm, you know, Gus is going to be the middleman. And there's just all this weird things between me and Martha. It's just like, get ready Gus. But you, you guys have a long relationship, right? How long have you guys known each other? A long time. But wait, but, what kind of word of advice would you have for Gus going into this thing? Well, I knowing think what he you know? knows the situation way better than I do. So he yeah. probably would give me all the advice. That- yeah. But the thing is too, like Pat and I are both fearless motherfuckers when it comes to like, we're going to go get this and we're going to figure it out. And I don't like pussyfoot around. Like if Pat and I have a problem, we're going to sit down and talk about it. Well, and if Martha and I have a problem, we're going to sit down and talk about it. And like, I don't, um, I don't know. It's like kind of hard to explain. No, I, we're I, both I, alpha. I don't so, really pussyfoot either. That's why I tell Martha, I'm not this saying is you how do. it I'm, is. I'm this not is saying. how Pat's acting. This is the situation. And okay, so got me, me in a lot of trouble. Let me ask you a question. This is what it really all comes down to. Um, pussyfoot. What kind of word is that? <laughs> well, well, I don't think he was saying that you. Not, I didn't say you do were. That. I, I think he's just saying. Like he asked no, like he, a relationship. He's not saying I don't do that. I'm just yeah. saying that that's what got me in trouble. But but you would just throw me away. No, Pat. Oh. I'm never going to throw you away until you make it real clear that that's what you want me to do. Okay. But that's never going to happen. Okay, then great. <sighs> then I have a friend for a long time. But like this is kind of new for you. Absolutely. I don't come from a family. So... I think this is big, especially if this is like really, really, really powerful and like beautiful. And it was hard to get here. And I feel like my ego is just mangled right now. It's just like all like, it's like, it has like scoliosis. (laughs) It's like still there, but it's like sideways and like, yo, you're like fucked up and you are like alpha and narcissist and like, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck, like there's no other way to lead. Well, there's other ways to lead, but you need a certain degree of that to accomplish greatness and lead. Yeah, but 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 I could have done it with a calm, peaceful heart, the way I'm doing it now. But instead, I was like, "Do you see how 
you kicking Rudy out. Like she would have just ended up on my couch. That's what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like the situation you're in. You know, and I, and then like the way I was helping, trying to get you to see that was like, in a way that was like threatening your, um, like, family situation and, and what you want, and we just weren't, we just didn't communicate. I did not communicate well. I, I don't really remember exactly what happened or how it went down, well, but I the could. Truth is, too, if you don't come at me hard, I'm not going to budge. You know what I mean? What do you the mean? The only reason this has worked out is because you came at me hard. Oh. You know what do you mean? Huh. I would have been like, no. Wow. So, so you're saying that I did need to. You accomplished your goal by being relentless, yes. Huh. But, 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 but I'm, what I'm saying is if I would have had a softer tone, I think we could have avoided. Oh, probably, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and if, if I hadn't had so much ego in how I was asking for you to like value me, then it wouldn't have turned into what it turned into. Possible. Sometimes you just let, gotta let Pat bump gums, and then let him chill out and come back the next day. Yeah, but it's yeah. just—it's just like <laughs> it, 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 it's just you know? she. Rudy just is a is a new boy crazy. She fucking she fucked up, dude. And I feel like I kept saying that too. Did you tell her? Like, did anybody tell her not to do that? Not before she did it. After okay, she well did then it. it's not her fault. Like. If I was 24 and you, you said go live at this house, I'd have so many. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be worse. One in the morning, uh, I, one at midnight. I, yeah, oh, I, I, God. I know. And that's why I'm like, do I really want you this person here's the thing. in my house? You, it doesn't, it's not your house, Billy. That's where the disconnect is. Martha's house. Yeah, but in, if, if Martha wants to put someone else in there, what you should have done. She didn't want to put her in there. Pat Martha is still against it. Martha is still against it. I had to convince her, okay, we've been through all this shit. Let's just let it lie and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Even today, she came to the house. I had to tell her that because Pat wants me to. So that's where we're at. And it's, yeah, not, here, it's, it's, not, it's not it's not Rudy's that Pat character. Wants you to yes, do it. it is. It's because it Pat wants be me to. It shouldn't be that. Thank you. It should be you want to do that. Like, you, I don't. You, that's well then, the problem. Well then, that's what it is. Well, then don't do it, dog. Like, I got, I'm Too out. Late. I'm, Too late. I got to be out, though. But you keep doing this thing where you're putting it all on me. And it's like, all I wanted to do was, like, help you see the full picture. It's not as simple as you and Martha. There's other people involved. Consider that and let's all make a decision together as friends, as people who care about each other. Now, if you don't want her there, I am so fucking done okay. with this. Okay, here's the thing. Get her the fuck out already. No, I'm not doing that to her. Okay, but don't put it all on me if you don't do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that's like not fair either. All okay. I'm trying to do at this point, I want to give Rudy a chance to be a uh, step up. We'll see what happens. Now we're talking. There you go. Now we're talking. I fuck with that. That's dope, dude. 
And it, and if you want to kick her out on the street, that's I on you. Kick her out on the street. No, I'm saying, no. or uh, if you want to kick her out onto my couch, that's cool. That's on you. It would kind of be a bummer, but I don't want to let that have the, as much power as I ha- as I let it have two days ago. Yeah, the power. That, that's what the worst. I was letting that. I was having that be like a, an indicator that like, you're like, no, I don't care. Like, it's just me. It's only all about me. This is my house. This is what I want. Fuck Pat. Fuck Rudy. Like that was like, and, and it's, it's, it's not, it's not that simple. Like, you know, like you have like a fucking daughter and a family and like she's newly sober and it's just like there's more going on than that i'm trying to see your your side of it you know i just explained my side of it though yeah and i'm i'm now i'm i'm reiterating what you explained about like okay i'm not, not like you pat i'm not for one i don't have this to bring people in and help. Well, actually, you do now. That's the crazy part. It's not mine. No, I know, but this isn't really mine either, bro. I know. So that's funny how you just said that. And I don't mean to be like whatever, but like because of me, you actually do have that now. Maybe, yeah. And I'm stoked. Let's be stoked together. And let's do what's best for Rudy and you. And we're doing it. And look, I, it, 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 it kind of warms my heart in a way that you would fight so hard for Rudy. I know she benefits you. But it's not even that, though. Like, and he know, would do the same look, for you. No, but she does benefit you. Yeah. And but she'll benefit me in her car, too. Also. And on my couch, you you keep saying she's going to be on the street. I mean, she's been surviving um, at, with friends and stuff for a while. And right. she has an income now. She could probably rent a place. So I'm not... And yeah, you've opened me up a little bit. And so I'm I'm still in transition. Like, I'm not even moved into that place. So I'm still just kind of a yeah. blowing in the wind that feels like I'm not really established... But okay, it's good, and I, mm-hmm. it's nice having Rudy there if she's gonna not bring people over and blah 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 and make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. She's a very sweet. I mean, that, it's funny how that's literally as simple as this needs to be. Yeah, man, it's that's it. That that's all, Billy. You would have needed to do is wake up the next day and be like, look. You know, I have this house for me and my daughter. I'm trying to have it be really peaceful. Could you mind, would you mind like, you know, just being cognitive of what I'm, where I'm at? You're absolutely right. But I didn't know. I thought she had as much standing at that place as I did. And that I didn't realize I'm the kind of the boss of the house. He helped me see that, okay, I'm kind of the boss of the house. So I'm going to make sure. But I didn't know I had that power or position or whatever. And yeah, so I handled it well, wrong. Well, you did. Because I handled you it wrong. Pat got mad. Everybody got mad. We learned a lot. Yeah. And now I have a better idea of where I stand and how I need yeah. to act. Yeah. And like, you're a wonderful person. And you ha- you are, <sighs> Not dude. Really, no. You are. You're a great fucking person. Well, well, hold you're on, amazing. Hold on, hold on, hold on a a 
you just need to, I, it just sounds like to me, like you felt threatened and you thought that Pat could take it all away. And so you protected yourself. You protected, you know, what mm-hmm. you have where it could just would have been like, Hey Rudy, can you not maybe not have a, like guys all over the time? And like, it wouldn't, none of this would have happened. Nothing. So hurt people hurt people. Right? Yeah. So he's been hurt by people his whole life. He's never had real friends. And he just said how his parents abandoned him. So he felt threatened. Yeah. And he was like, fuck you, Pat. Right? Whereas you have a different situation. Like, that's why Gus can, like, yell at me. And we can be friends, like, 10 minutes later. Yeah. And this is something that I've always been worried about with us because I knew eventually it was going to come to this. And I've always been afraid that when it did, you were going to turn around and walk out on me. This is the common theme though of every episode on the learning to lose podcast is how he's about to walk away from you. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what he does. So you should just let but, him, but, but, but hold up. That's also my, my biggest fear is a fear of abandonment. But he's here. I know. And we're working through it and we're growing together. And that's fucking like beautiful. Right. So like, that's kind of the core. Like that's the work I want to do at Graceland. Like this is the work I want to do at Graceland for newcomers and alcoholics. And, and you only can do it through relationship. God reveals himself through our connections to other human beings. So the only way this is possible is by having a relationship and seeing these fears and how we react to each other and him not actually hearing me or believing me when I said, even though it warmed your heart, you woke up the next morning and you were like still kind of afraid that I wasn't gonna, that you weren't going to be able to reason with me. I just thought you're going to try to get what you want. But what I want is for you to be okay and happy and and I, I don't even think that I have that much control over that. And I don't really want that much control over that. But it would be nice to know that my friends think I have their best interests in yeah, mind. Yeah, Billy, what you just said, like, I guess I'm not really understanding. Like, what you just said a second ago, you're like, you're afraid that he was going to do what? Get what he wants. What he wants is your best interest. You know well, that, right? Well, the first conversation, it didn't sound like that. He's like, well, let's move Wickham in there. Let's get Brenda now. You know, he switched the whole script I on mean, me. Th- those were ideas I had. Well, I th- in my head, I'm like, oh, Pat has an idea that he's going to go for here, and he has the power. So, But I never said I was, like, dead set on doing that. And do you think that if, even if he did do that, that it put you in any kind of, like, distress or harm that he would let let it happen? Like if Wickham came home drunk and Rudy fucked up with two guys and like you called Pat, dude, I can't live this way. This is, you would be like, all right, you guys got to bounce. Yeah. If she fucks up and gets drunk or doesn't pay the rent, then she's got to go. No, but that's what I'm saying. Not, not even paying rent. That's not, Pat doesn't give a fuck about the paying rent part. Well, like, Martha does. I know, but what Pat, what I'm trying to say is like, if he, Pat knew that you were in actual real harm or danger. Or, oh, do you think that he would allow it to go on? No. Okay. There you go. If he was, 
we make it sound simple if he was aware and conscious that it was causing me harm but if it's benefiting him and he's getting one his wants he may think in his mind i'll just suck it up billy or whatever you know it's not you don't always see the other person's perspective right and so that's that's the issue right there. And so it gets it yeah, gets that's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's definitely he, he does. He, Billy does. Seems like Billy doesn't really trust your motives. Yeah, or him. just me in general, or anyone for that matter. That just takes. I, I don't know about anyone. I'm well, just, that's what we spoke about in the very beginning. So you, s- you know, even my own mother fucked me over. Yeah. You know, she used my name. She had like five aliases when she died. I couldn't even claim her belongings. So this is the core. I come from like a criminal of, fucking of, of Billy, yeah. and, and I want. And I think that through developing mm-hmm. trust within me, he can start trusting you, and maybe Rudy, and then he can start to build that back up in him. Hopefully, yeah. That would be awesome. And, and, or maybe not. I'm still afraid people are going to abandon me. Me and too. It doesn't really happen. Me too. Yeah. Or I guess it does happen. And every time it happens, it's like, it reinforces that, you know, but then yeah. they come back, you know, like Rudy abandoned me. Wickham abandoned me. Yeah. Well, you just, you, <laughs> No, I'm you, just you, saying. You grind gears, right? So some people. <laughs> it's like he a said, night. It's he, a said, night. <laughs> he said, I grind gears. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, he said, I'm, I'm a lot. Yeah, but you know what? Like that a lot allows us to like do what we're doing yeah. right now and allows us to have. I mean, dude, like. Yeah, I think that. I mean, yo, I have. Sucks, I have. Yeah. Because Pat, Pat is like the last person. What? There's a bell curve. The normal people are up here on the top, and it goes down, and there's like less and less, and then there's outliers. I think you and Ver- Veronica are like outliers because for her to live with you and you to like, you guys are definitely way down here on the bell curve. Mm. So it, it, it's a lot. Or maybe she just like, Gets like high so much that she just like is numb to my shit. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that's part of she it. She just like no, she just figured figured out how to like tune you off with weed. Maybe that's what I'm saying. But I don't know though. Like, but like I'm. By the what way, what about like Stephen Ange and like Tim and like you yeah. and like I have like relationship long lasting relationships and partnerships that have been very like we're still best friends yeah so like on one hand people are always talking shit like i'm so hard to deal with and all this shit but then on the other hand it's like well isn't the proof in the pudding yeah so it's kind of a dichotomy you know it's kind of it's a like it's a unique situation from from my from my perspective i think i'm pretty fair and like giving and like i i if anything i over communicate which i think which is what learning clues is all about. Like I think our society has this idea that when we talk about this stuff, it's like a negative thing. Yeah. It's really not. We're getting, everything's getting better. The more we talk about it, like when, 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 when you said we're talking about it again, I was like, right on. We're getting closer to the fucking light. We're getting closer to the truth. We're getting closer to understanding each other. Well, and with does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
and with with you pat like you're i've told you this a million times like your approach to certain things could be very intimidating and like a conversation happens and all of a sudden it's like at a level 10 yeah you know what i mean and that's my delivery is just like whoa like what are his intentions but like with, with you like especially now that we're going into business together like like if when you come at me that way i'm just like all right cool fucking all right yeah we'll figure it you know what i mean like the way you react and the way you you say pe- people call you hard and stuff like that's none of my business like you're going to continue to be that way i'm never going to try to change that you're never going to try and change that like you just know that when I... you're dealing with pat you're dealing with fucking lurk nasty but but but, but i i want to try to change that yeah but that's and, not our and, job. I know, but yeah. I know, but you know what though? Like I see how I did that to him. And that was my mistake. Was I let my ego and, and 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 you know what? Like I knew there were people watching. We had like 500 people watching that whole conversation. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, that's another really interesting thing I think that I feel like I didn't know that at the time yeah and 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 they were just like bro Danielle looked at some of the comments and she couldn't even look at what people were saying because like, well, I don't heart. think Billy he he out of all the people in the crew he's probably the least like hated on because how could you hate on Billy yeah right so they were just fucking attacking oh, yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I, I don't know that I was like intentionally like, yeah, I was. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was on the phone with you and, and I was kind of like, I wasn't, I almost even feel like if there was a lav mic right here, I would have been like less like hostile because I wouldn't have had to like project my voice as loud. But because the phone was over there, I feel like I was talking a little louder and I was asking him questions that I knew would get, it's yeah. crazy. And then he, he didn't know that, that we were, that I was doing. And then it just, it just like turned into this thing that wasn't even meant to be like that serious or real. Yeah. It turned into that. And I do that with you a lot too. Yeah. Like I'll like fuck with him. I'll poke at him. And then I'll get burned yeah. because I'm like, damn, like this just became something like real Yeah. because I got to be more careful with my aggression and, yeah. and my hostility and like things I say. Cause like, even though maybe I'm being a little loud and aggressive and extreme, like there's some truth to that sarcasm and that yeah. there's a little bit of truth in there. So I'm thinking like, I'm just like, Billy, do you see how kicking Rudy out is going to affect me? And it's like the way I said it was like ego and he, and he, and then he's getting, and then we, and then now both of our character defects are flaring and now we're, we're not speaking to each other with like love and we're kind of like doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like my shit. Yeah. And like what I'm working on is like, we're, we're very similar people. That's why like we're really good friends. Cause like we have the same characteristics about a lot of stuff. And like, he'll poke at me and then I'll poke at him back. And I'm learning for my own sanity that like, when you come at me like that, or we come at each other, like to drop my ego and just let it be calm because 
if I don't, then I'm like in my fucking head, furious. I'm like, fuck, Pat, I want to do shit with like, him. Like, do you understand? You know what I mean? Do, 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 could you imagine, like, our children listening to this in 10 years? Could you fucking even imagine? They're going to be like, how petty our parents are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I disagree. I do too, man. They're gonna think I, we're I, I think that I don't know if you've been listening, but I think something really powerful here just happened. Billy's learning how to trust people. And I'm learning how to be nicer and less aggressive and be more empathetic and like um and and not let my fear of abandonment cause me to like actually push people away. It's some high level shit that we're talking about here, okay? Maybe the example is petty, but every example is petty. Yeah. But there's a lot of compassion in this room, which is really nice. Marriages break up over petty shit. Miscommunication. You didn't do the dishes 20 times in a row. Now she's copping a resentment. Even like cheating on someone. Like it was a moment of passion and now you're going to throw away 20 years of marriage over one fucking mistake. That's the kind of society that we're living in. Yeah. So I, I would love to try to push the envelope even just a little bit in the direction of like these conversations don't need to be annoying or uncomfortable or petty. I think it's really important. I think he's so right. Like I think a 19 year old like comes across his podcast and he's like considering shooting heroin because he's feeling a certain way. And like, he doesn't think there's an out. And then he hears us talking. Like, I mean, of we're, course there's an out. Like we're just talking about an out squashed. I mean, I mean, right. we're not, we're not talking about like principles and like AA like steps and like recovery in a general way. We're like deep in a fucking sponsor sponsor relationship and like we're going deep into like feelings yeah. and what does it mean to have a real relationship and and then there's another alcoholic involved who's newly sober who like is a chick and there's like family it's like a whole weird thing oh my god dude if we if i had a place to go like growing up where i could like listen to this kind of stuff and like feel a little better you know what I mean? Or like have some weight lifted off my shoulders. You know what I mean? And this is just the fucking tip of the yeah. iceberg. This is just the fucking beginning. Yeah. Like I, I think that we're onto something like super, super powerful and special. And I know I've been saying that for like a long time. I can't start like doing drugs and like, like, like if I don't get into this college, like my life is over where I'm going to kill my parents are going to hate me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's a society we live in. Like, yeah, what? that's a great example. And, and this, this is these conversations are just like are, are are like examples and like proof that like you can have like problems and like work them out and like see each other's side. And yeah. Like be okay. And like, if you really think like so, so right now, I'm thinking, oh. I want to get Billy excited about what we're doing because I'm still afraid. Well, you have a credo. It's pretty good. Do you remember what it was? A what? A credo. What's that? 
like a mission statement oh for learning to lose i thought credo was like raw fish what is it billy <laughs> what's the credo for learning to lose i don't know he did it really like it's getting better all the time yeah last time it was very like oh okay i can get behind that but i, I don't remember exactly how it was said or even really it's funny because sometimes Next time you got to record it some well i think it probably was recorded we fucking record everything oh shit i wanted to, what's your goal with learning oh, to lose shit. billy like with this whole movement that's happening with you guys I'm going to share a little bit on that because I got some feedback on the podcast and several people have said to me, I didn't ask or anything. They said, dude, you're a really good interview. You have a, like a talent for interviewing. Um, mm, and you have compassion and empathy and you're actually curious. Yeah. So I want to continue doing the podcast. The rest of it, I, I don't know. Yeah, my vision is kind of like all so. Let's over focus the place on the podcast. And chaotic. With you. Yeah, right. so I would like to like improve the podcast and and continue to do it. Good, because we yeah, need like you. this whole time I've been wanting to interview you <laughs> because I don't know you very well. Right. Yeah. So it's like a, we we kind of did a little bit of that. Well, let me buy you coffee one day. Well, no, I mean on the mic. All right. We, we 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 did that a little bit, but I know we interviewed you. But what the thing that gets me is I want to know why you're here, how your head works, what you see. So I'm here on my day off. Oh. So learning to lose is like the movement that I focus on when I'm off work, which is kind of cool. The what that you focus on. This, like helping you, helping this movement of what you guys are doing and helping people stay sober and know that there is a way out of whatever fucked up shit they're going through and that friends can talk over problems like you guys are right now and, and see a resolution and be compassionate for each other. Do you run across this in your work situation? This kind of drama or is it this thick or is it not so much well, I'm along the same lines as Pat, as Pat, where I like to build up my crew, build up my friends, let each one of them play a role that they get to own into. But I'm also a big asshole. So I'm quick to like cut people off and like mm. not even you're dead to me, but like I got other people waiting in line to take your place to come work with us. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning compassion here, seeing both of you guys with this dialogue, which is so dope for me to see as someone who's been entrusted with like leading people that I need to display more of that. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have this dialogue. Like the dialogue you guys just had is awesome, but that's not dialogue that I would have. Nor would like any, I think we went deeper. We go deeper than most even though you have like people like Gary Vee and, right. and Simon Sinek and a lot of these business owners who talk about how like communication and like empathy in the workplace is the most important thing. They're not going this. Deep. Right. We no way. Went, like, people are, deep. people are afraid of emotion, of their emotions. And but, but I mean, maybe you don't need to because in the workplace it's different. Maybe if someone's a problem, you just need to replace them. Is that, or, or not. Huh, so like in my world, I guess I, I, I tend to lead with like my ego to where like, I feel like people on my team should not pay me to hang out with me, but they're gaining so much from me, whether it's through my network. So people that work for me end up at really dope places career wise. So, 
So yeah, it's not like I'm taking back my people for granted or anything like that, but I just, my tolerance level, like I need more compassion in my life. Sorry, this is really important. I want to get back to this, but I just want to do while, while, while we're on this topic, I just want to do a quick little thing real quick here. So, so, um, me and Billy have just been through the ringer and we've communicated a lot. There was some drama that happened over the weekend and communication and resolving your differences is not always fun or easy, but I think it can be. And I think that's a big part of what learning flus is all about is through communication and emotional intelligence, you can resolve your differences. And how, what do you, what are some of your thoughts about what's happening here? For me, it's hanging in there, not throwing them away and not saying, fuck it and packing my bags and just trying to meet soul to soul, heart to heart, you know, communicate. And how do you think we did tonight? I think we've done pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've done pretty well too. And it was all recorded on this podcast. And, um, yeah, man, I care about you, bro. Yeah, I care about you too. (laughs) So, so here's a good analogy. Have you guys ever like cracked a walnut? Yeah. Like a walnut, the exterior of a walnut is really fucking hard, right? It takes a lot of work to get to that core, like the treat, right? Of like the growth. You need to take pliers to it and break it open. Like that's kind of what we have. Like we're such all fucking hardcore personalities that unless we take a fucking vice to break it open, it doesn't work. So so there's a few different things. I, I, and I, 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 I think that you said it kind of like really well that one night. You remember? What did he say? We'll, we'll say what, what, what? What the mission statement was. Because I feel like we're still figuring this out. And it's, it's exciting, man. Because we have millions of, like there's millions of impressions. This thing is like starting to go now. You know? And it's, it's not just the podcast. Like you're part of the community and like. Um, I think if we all have like a singular vision and we're all, if you could put that mission statement down and just put it in front of me daily, it would inspire me. Right. There you but, go. Well, you said it. No, you did. No, no, no. But her, let me, um, you remember that one day when you were like, I've, it's just been explained to me what we're doing. You remember oh, that? No, no. You said it again after that, like two days ago when we were talking. And you put it even better, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's something I can get behind for sure, hundred yeah, percent. What was the what was the basis of it, or what Fuck, was like the feeling I don't of it? Fucking no, man, because it was in the middle of us having heated conversation. Mm. So it's like, well, give me your version of a mission statement for learning to lose that I can get behind. Like, what is your intention with this podcast? Well, it was kind of like changing the world type of a concept, with helping people to get rid of the fake persona and be real, which we all know, but no, he just said it in a very simple, Mm. perfect way that I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Shared pain is cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. We know that, but I don't know. Well, I'm happy you're here. Also, there's also the thing about like projecting your best, the best version of yourself is contributing to like jealousy and shame projecting like the real version of yourself is is contributing to like oneness and unity 
and like empathy and um, compassion and like being able to relate to someone as they are, not like a fake version of what they are. I mean, there's so many different, even just a simple thing of like, like um, growing from pain and loss. But words are so powerful that even after we're all long and dead, if you put the words in the right way, mm-hmm. they inspire for generations. So, so I, I swear we... I, so I, in I, times like this, Billy, what keeps you from like grabbing a bottle and getting drunk? In oh, times of uncertainty or... Uh, I know with... See, I, you're not a drug addict. I know with absolute certainty that the gates of hell will close behind me if I just take one puff off a joint. Intentionally. If it's right. an accident, that's one thing. But I just... I don't want to go to hell. No, because there's a listener tuning into this podcast right now dealing with something that you guys are dealing with, whether it's with a friend or a spouse. And it can get overwhelming, right? Like tolerating other people and trying to co-live with people me and rudy were just saying the other night just how amazing would it be to have some red wine and smoke a joint right now it would just be such a relief and all this drama and chaos and she's like oh my god yes but we just know that it's just within my hearts of hearts i know that i can't safely do that and the hell that i went through homelessness streets just everything it's just no i'd rather kill myself than do that because uh, the pain is too much. So I, 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 I feel like we we did a post about this. A few posts. There's been a few posts, and, I, and, I, and I'm I'm wanting to um like find them so that I can. But I, I, I really don't think it's something you can kind of explain. What do you think? I mean, what do you think what just happened here? This was huge. This was like a therapy session. Yeah, so what, what the val- there's value to therapy. So, like, for me, my takeaway from this is that I need to communicate with people that I love and I care about better. And I need to show compassion to these people because... I don't know what they're going through. I don't, I I can't put myself in their shoes. So like in Billy's case, he just wanted security and safety for him and his daughter. Yeah. Right. Where like in your case, you just needed somebody. But but there's another piece to that. He wanted security and safety for his daughter and he was incapable of trusting someone who he calls his friend. So based on the history of of him, right? Trust issues that he has. That's his part. And then, so, like, if we wouldn't have listened to that, we would have just been like, he's a dick, right? But now knowing what we know, we're like, wait, this is a root problem, right? Like, yeah, trust there's is, always is a deep. root. There's always a root. Like, right. So I need to be compassionate towards people that I care about to sit there and actually yeah. listen to the root. Yeah, that, 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 that's what happened here. But, but as far as, like, what we're doing, this is one post that was kind of a thing that... The more popular the most people get... This is something. Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like that's true? I've always, my whole life, I felt like I wanted to do things a little, I've always wanted to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So the more popular I get on these platforms, the more honest I want to be. So it says, despite its unpleasantness, 
pain or loss may actually have positive social consequences, acting as a sort of social glue that fosters cohesion and solidarity within groups. Pain or loss, like... Pain is the cornerstone to growth, right? So right. why wouldn't we share our pain and our conflicts and our disagreements and our arguments? I, I was kind of just, did you hear that one, Billy? Um, it's funny because I found this quote online, but I added loss to it. I fuck with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so check it out. It says... Despite its unpleasantness, pain or loss may actually have positive social consequences, acting as a sort of social glue that fosters cohesion and solidarity, solidarity within groups. That wasn't it. No, no, it was just boiled down to its essence, and it just right. spoke bing, like that. You know, really? it just wake, woke you up. All right, guys. I got to get back to Maverick. It was a lovely conversation with you fine gentlemen. So wait, when does this new Sober Living House launch? How can people get involved? How can they help the cause? If they want to support financially or with skills? We're going to have a dedicated podcast about all that. You should be involved. Nice. But we're not quite there yet because there's still a lot of, not a lot, but a few major little details that we need to get together before we start going really that hard. But I would say in like two, three weeks, we'll be able to really do that. Nice. Because so. no, there's a community out there that wants to help oh, yeah. this house thrive, 100%. right? 100%. I just don't think we're ready to go Love public. It. So it. when you are, no. Yeah, that, we, you'll be here. Right. We got, we'll do it for sure. It's exciting. And to Mark, me, just, what I'm not even involved and it's overwhelming, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dog, I got to deal with yeah. 20 drug addicts, alcoholics. Staff, Pat, Martha, and Billy. Boom. Down. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's just no, dinner time. You're going to have gray hair at the end of it. <laughs> nah. It's God's will, man. Yeah. No, like, but I really I go, appreciate everything you guys are doing. Like, myself, I'm not sober. Yeah. But my dad died. Like, his body imploded of alcohol abuse, and he was homeless on Lancashire and Sherman Way. Wow. And so... I didn't know that. I felt like if something like this could have potentially, like, shown light to him... Because it was disruptive, right? Like, living with somebody that just drank that much, like, growing up. Like, wow, you said your parents were really solid. Right. I, I had... Right, I they know. were. He just had... If, is it a flaw? Is alcoholism a flaw? Like, that was just his... What so took him he, the grave. he was able to work and function for a long time, and then finally it... And then in-betweens, like on Friday nights or Sunday after soccer games, it would just be like that extreme alcohol abuse, right? Dude, that, this is so crazy. Uh, my mom, my brother, my sister, and myself, like, had to experience, didn't know how to deal with. So it's part of the why why I'm here, right? To like... Wow. Not even like his legacy play, but like if I can like help you guys reach that one extra person, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you can help us reach that one million right. extra people. That's why you're mm-hmm. here. It's because so that's I why I'm here, Billy. You can help. No. He wants to help this because your experience 
because what it did to my family. So, like, his death didn't affect me as much as it affected my little brother and my little sister. To me, I just, like, buried a drunk yeah. that, like, would occasionally beat the shit out of my mom. Wow. Right? But as the older brother, I saw that. My little brother and my little sister, they saw, like, a hero, right, that passed away. Wow. Mm. But That's I love crazy. the guy. Like, he taught me how to throw baseball. Like, awesome guy, right? Yeah, yeah. so you have a certain kind of emotional intelligence or whatever because I'm the same. Like, I buried a lot of people, and it's just like, okay, well, you were this. Yep. And whatever, yeah. And, like, what you're saying, Greg, it's not necessarily about, like, <clears throat> what you're getting out of this is personal growth, too. It's not just about your dad and right. his disease. That You know what I mean? That affects you, but what you're getting out of this, it's doing something to you inside here that's, like, helping you maybe... I'm not, I don't know you that well, but it's maybe helping you turn over some of the insecurities you have or some of the issues that you have that are, have nothing to do with alcohol and drug abuse. Or it's introducing but, me to a proper friend group yeah. that I get to see how real friends communicate That's with it. each other yeah. and like hold court with each other to where like I come from like a rougher environment, yeah. right? Like not necessarily trust nobody, but like I'm out for me. I got to fill my cup up. Yep. And like what you guys are showing me is different. And that you guys can do this in a sober way too, right? So the rest of the world is like, oh, let's smoke a blunt and then talk about what we're going to work on. Or let's go grab a drink and then talk about what we're going to work on, right? So for me, it's really comforting to come into an environment like this where, like, that's not the theme, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's Selfishly, that's why I'm here because I desire it's not selfish. friends that value each other the way you guys yeah do. It's, not selfish, it's like dude. a different kind of closeness right yeah and it's not like like there's a certain kind of bullshit in like the fashion like in the cool like yo like everyone's just trying to be cool it's not there's like a barrier there's like a wall up everyone's yeah. got like a wall up you know and it's like what's really going on in there yeah no like tim like tim is just a king surface guy that's why he almost is even uncomfortable you can almost tell like he kind of gets like he's down to go where we go but he's not like that guy no and most guys like aren't, aren't yeah like aaron wouldn't dare go neither no. would tall neither would or maybe tall would that that could be fun i don't know he needs to go i think he, everyone he's needs. he's I, mean, I don't I know why I love I love tall I love tall he's one of the kindest human beings of all time but he's been a product I feel like of you know success and mm -hmm. you know like he's been around very important people his whole life and he's been brought up to a level where it's like it's not okay to not be that right you know what I mean which and, it is dude and that's just like a daily struggle yeah I thought I knew that yeah. Until I started getting more and realizing what this could be. And now I'm like hung up on it again. Yeah. This is but tall. I mean, tall fucking people love tall because he's tall, not because he's friends with well, M, I'm just M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. Like, he right. did, I don't know that he knows that a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that that's like a there's something cool about going all the way. So this was another one. That's cool, though. I never knew. I love that Billy just got that out of you. Yeah. I don't know why you've never shared that before. Yeah, because this is new to me. Like, I'm always, like, the package, right? So, like, 
the token Hispanic kid in tech from South Central LA. So I got to carry myself a certain way mm-hmm. and not be transparent and like share with the universe, like share it. How my Where do we find Greg? He's fucking awesome, dude. Where, well, seriously, how did, you, like, <laughs> how did you like come around? I don't even know. So I first got introduced to Pat. There was a girl I was living with, and she left a hyper crush shirt at my sh- at, at my house, and uh, that led me down this rabbit hole. So like, and then I knew of him because the Nate looked it up. Kaya. Hypercrush? Oh, Nate, totally. Kaya, and it, and it took yeah. me to their, their MySpace because I had just moved out here from LA. And so, like, I didn't know Agora Hills. Like, I moved to, I lived in first neighborhood in Westlake, and I didn't know Agora Hills. I didn't know what the hell was going on out here. And yeah, this girl spent the night, left a t shirt at my house, and I was like, oh, what's Hypercrush? No shit, they're here in the area. That's dope. So that was like the seed, right? Hmm. And then, fast forward, I'm going to say like seven years later, I ran into Pat at Core Power Yoga. Started getting a sense of like the early like movement that like I saw this was like pre COVID right so like I'm seeing his energy I'm seeing what he's up to but, I'm seeing the values trying to bring the universe but this is also like after two of his well he knew Nate pretty well so he saw Nate and he was watching he saw what Ridge was okay. doing because Kaya who edits all our YouTube stuff and is literally ironically running this whole podcast Kaya. Posts all the Instagram videos. She names every episode. And wow. you're like, how crazy is that? I, I don't think she'll make it this far into this one because we're two and a half hours into this podcast. So I don't know if she listens to them all the way through, but she listens to enough to give it a title. So I've been good at so finding like that undiscovered so that, talent. That girl, Kaya, that does all that came from his Hub 101. So right. you, you knew of Ridge because Kaya went to Ridge. So Kaya came in, worked for me, didn't really know what she wanted to do. I identified what she was passionate in doing, so I let her do more of that. Edit my videos, edit our content here. Like, this is your show. But then how did she find us? So then Kaya connected with Nate. Mm. Or somehow. Oh, because Nate was over there with you. No, Kaya or my boy Julian, somebody... But it was, it's dope because Kai is an example like, of people that come and work for me, right? So they have show you, up. Do they don't, not that they don't have skills, but they don't know, like, this is my lane. So it's up to me as a leader to help them develop that lane that brings me value as well as their boss. But then, like, our network allows them to go out there and just continue to grow. Right. So you have the same thing going on in your business, all the editing and, and filming and stuff, yeah. social media. Presence. So it's really cool. Danielle got a taste of my world a few days ago. Um, so in November, I left Hub 101 because I was like, all right, there's those that do and those that teach. Right. But then fast so in that core forward, power yoga. Remember, fast I ran forward, into you started, yeah. And then and then he and then you hit me up on Instagram. Right. Because right. you saw the learning to lose thing. Yeah. And, but that's so anti like not anti my character, but like. For me to reach out to somebody and say, hey, let me help what you're up to. Like, it feels good now, right? But It's the- almost maybe a God shot. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if you believe in God or whatever, but... Yeah. No, bro. Because I, I, we- here you can. It's an avenue to help people, right? Yep. Yeah. That's I, why I'm here. It's because you guys are helping people. But also, like, he... Uh, it's just something that's like contributing in a positive way to the world. We're right. not just trying to make something dope and sell it. Right. Like there's a real message. We're trying to live our best lives and be of maximum service to our fellow humans, which will actually give us the most 
happiness in return. It's kind of the secret that it's so weird though, but it's by exposing ourselves right. that we help others. Right. So, okay. it's, so, so it's like cathartic for us. Like check and it, out. it helps people. Right. Right. Check so this out. I just found this. So we've been talking now for a little while. Has the message become any clearer? It's fucking crazy. I feel like Billy's finally starting to understand something I thought he understood, but I guess he kind of didn't. So it appears that we're on a mission to help the world, I guess, by showing real people. And it's okay to be a real person. In fact, it's really the only way to feel good about yourself. Because you're not going to measure up. Well, I just showed him Kylie Jenner's Instagram. You know, and I'm telling him, well, this is, this is kind of like the bar for, for most women, you know, and it's unreasonable, you know, and I, how could, how does that make people feel? It's just one example. But what I didn't understand is all kids from seven to 27 social media is like their likes and following is how they measure their value. I honestly can't even imagine what it would be like to be in high school right now. If, if someone in the class has a hundred thousand followers, they're the most important. You know, dude, I look like, a, well, I just do, bro. I just went through the learning to lose page and like, there's been, he's been going through a lot. He's been like distant, sad, in turmoil, in conflict with with me. Like so this has been, I think, also building up. It's funny to have a record of it. But there's like a bunch of posts that are that's like Billy's sad. We're working out our differences. Like so I feel like hopefully we're approaching like a breakthrough. But his strength in continuously showing up like is an awesome example for us, right? Yeah. That we that it's like we just have to show up. Yeah. Cuz he's had every reason in the book to not show up, right? But he continues to show up. Well, I think yeah, but he's also had every reason in the book to continue to show up, but his mind our minds are the type of Cuz you've had a tough year. You know what I'm saying? And like But hasn't been the toughest, right? Well, this it's been tough because of the family breakup. Yep. Yeah. But besides that. But, you know, on one hand. It's good. On one hand, he's like, this is mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. It's no, you're holding up. Talking to the mic, Gus. Yeah. Being around people and like, I don't know. Just from like when the first time I met you at prime time, you were just like, not that you, like you were just really almost like a turtle in its shell. Like you were just like you only talked to Pat really like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. but now you're like a lot more approachable like well, you, that, hey that, Gus how are you doing like well, you know what I mean like you come up to people and you engage them like, it's been you, a slow process yeah. actually you know what I just want to kind of shed a little light on that I would probably say learning to lose as a brand as a a podcast that's actually has some listeners i think the beginning of the quarantine is sort of a nice little landmark or kind of a little you know what do you call it like a pinpoint like a pinpoint of where you could say this all started which it has what say seven months eight months i mean we haven't really even been all in on this for even a year i feel like Let's just call it a year. This is still year one. And the hashtag's at eight over eight million. 
to show you how important this is to the universe. Yeah. So, so and how I, much I the just, universe needs this? But I also think it's important for somebody like Billy to kind of like wrap his head around that because brands and businesses take decades to build, right? They become super lucrative eventually, but they take a long time to, I mean, Joe Rogan's on his, he's approaching 2000 podcasts. Jesus. And that's one of the many things he's been up to. Yeah, but we haven't even done a hundred yet. That'll be an so I, I don't even know that he, I don't think that that his podcast even mattered till it was on it like it's four five hundredth episode. Like, just to kind of put it into perspective, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like sometimes we could get we could because for, for me and Billy, we've put a lot of time and energy into this. And I don't think Joe Rogan ever gave a fuck if it got big or not. That's his thing. That wasn't uh, the intention. That was the best part about it. And yeah. and, and we didn't. We didn't really either. We don't. Well, I mean, because me and Billy used to always say this was good for us to do. Because it was like almost like a meeting. Like Joe Rogan started that podcast because he liked talking to his friends about UFC. Right. Like, that's it. Right. That's sort of started. Like, he's just like, would you see that knockout? Did you see that fight? Yeah. Like, yeah. what would you have done differently? And they talk about martial arts. And like, we're the same shit, but we're talking about our emotions. And, and, and also, there's a, common, there's a common thread of recovery woven through the whole thing. I can't oh, wait yeah. for Billy to start bringing in guests. I want to meet like people that he's like, you know what? I'd like to interview you. Yeah. Like, like, have you, I feel like you were, Sasha was like about to come. I've asked a few people. I want my stepdad to come on. Wow. You got it. You got to push though. Like you guys, you guys should get Astrid in here. I mean, okay, do it. Wow. I was actually just on the phone with Serena. Because episode four is about you moving into this house. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? Let's just fucking, let's tell the whole story. And let's use everything that we have to tell it. And she's like, she doesn't, she doesn't feel comfortable doing it. What, the, the night here? Yeah. <laughs> she's not, she, she won't do it. I mean, she maybe she would if Billy, like, specifically called her and said, I want you to do it. But her thing is like, I don't want to expose her because the repercussions could end up on Billy. So it's one thing for me to be like getting crazy with this show and it, and having people like Xander or Johnny, like wanting to fuck with me because of what I did on the show. But if I make a video about him the repercussions could go back on him. And that's what we don't want. Yeah. So me and Kai had a whole conversation about what we can and can't put in that episode. And we're pretty much going to have to just stay away from her. Like just kind of get get her in there. Kind of just keep it to like, there was a, something that happened on your birthday and you had a falling out with your wife. Like we don't really need to get into specifics. We have footage of Veronica crying we have footage of Billy the next day, like moving in. And there was like a, he had a breakup. Like we don't, I don't know that we need to go. What do you think? I think you've got that advice from Andy Horowitz also. Yeah. And it's probably a good idea because Astrid is potentially coming here with a gas cans yeah. and matches. <laughs> so that's the, I but, fuck with that though. Well, like, I don't, is that the ex-wife? <laughs> no, I, no, that's oh. no, no. <laughs> someone I, much more nefarious. I don't really, I'm down, but like, yeah, it's well. I mean, I'm more worried about her finding you 
attacking you, coming after you. Because I'm not tripping on yeah. me. Like, fuck. Like, I'll blur her face out, and I'm like, yeah, it's, I it's more about my... the ethics and the morals of it. So I don't know if it's right. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I can't wait for, like... But my question to, to her was, why does, why does she get a pass, but Xander, Johnny, Elliot, um, why did none of those people get a pass? Because if we don't... If we're not putting anyone on blast then the show is ultimately sander and elliot like it even if they say they don't right because it makes them famous or you know it gives them credit or no and i just think that i just like astrid astrid isn't like xander walks into this house and knows there's gonna be a camera people like astrid like that's the guy with the backpack right yeah Yeah. astrid walked in here she's old school like she's not down with social media she doesn't fuck around she had a a pretty heavy thing she told us about and yeah but that wouldn't go in no i know but it should kind of like that it it would just be like her like flipping out on i mean i'm probably gonna post that to tiktok at least just because she'll probably never even see it. <laughs> I wouldn't, dude. But real talk, Billy, what's like the hot plant right now? What are people buying? What's in people's homes? As a guy, what will level me up in my house? You know Bam Margera? Yeah. Like the reason that guy is so fucking dope and so famous is like there were no boundaries. Yeah. Like, See, that's my thing. I dare you to drive 60 miles an hour down the road and jump into a bush and film it. Yeah. He's like, all right. So I literally compare us to jackass all the time, right? Yeah. So we're kind of like the emotional jackass. Like you think that Bam and you think Johnny Knoxville is going to post like a real, really heated, gnarly personal argument with his wife? No. Nope. He didn't even talk about her. It takes a different kind of crazy to do that. So like, it's like... I love that you just brought that up because it's like, yeah, man, it takes a lot of courage to do what we're doing. It's a different kind of courage. Yeah. It's not like obvious, like, oh, they're fucking jumping out of a window into a fucking shopping cart. Yeah. It's like this fool just exposed like his most vulnerable moment with the person he loves. Yeah. And they're arguing and they're going to still be okay afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy with a purpose of saying, like, you can argue with your wife and get through it, too. And look how bad our argument was. And we're good. Yeah. Look how bad it got. And we're good. So now you can be good, too. Hey, uh, can I bring up something totally off subject for a minute? Mm Mm-hmm. So my adventures in Hinge, our dating app. Oh, yes. (laughs) Didn't you meet your girlfriend on? Yeah. And then I went back on it. And then they fucking banned me <laughs> for life. Damn, what'd you do? Nothing, dude. No, you did something. Wait, what do you no. mean? How do you get banned from a baby? He must have sent a dick I've pic. Never heard of that. Wait, again. hold up, dog. She must have like sent something in there. I don't know. He's turning red. He did no, something. No, no, he no, did no, no. something. Something no, happened no, no. with it. No, 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 no. Like, no, dude. I don't like I don't I'm like I'm not chill with like sending dick pics and stuff nowadays because it's always gonna so, but, 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 but what do you think happened I don't know really you have no idea no well she must have are lurked. you guys still together no bro she went in your Instagram and deleted TikTok shit. no she she ended up not being the one that's oh, happened to me once okay. they, they went in my phone oh my and I was like Danielle called her so who, well, who was it well, how did that wait what 
We don't. I still don't know, dude. Oh, you know what? You know what happened? One or one. one the video. One video may have just gotten removed because it was like her ass. That's probably what happened. And you probably turned that one video into like three or four. And <laughs> no, 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 no. There were three videos deleted. How? For sure. <laughs> Tell me, dude. I have no idea. TikTok must have removed them because they were like. I just had it, but that's the thing. But TikTok usually, lets you know that yeah, they removed the video. I don't get nothing. So there you go. She deleted it. Well, they get caught. You get a violation, and the video becomes dark. Right. But <laughs> hold so on, hold on, Billy. On let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Okay, so here's a quick synopsis. Right you away, went on a date. I went. I finally went on a date yesterday. No way. But first, of insert all, cheer here. So I get on an app. I've never been on a dating app. Never thought I ever would. Right away, I found hookers, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know that was. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. And then, and then I found a scammer who was trying to make me fall in love with her and give her money. <laughs> and then I've been chatting with a few. It's like for dudes, you go through hundreds of pictures, and you're like, can I see myself actually kissing this person? No, 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 no. She's hot. Oh, 22. No, you know, she's. Yeah, it's hard. And then it's the hard. ones that like you, oh, I'm 65. And I mean, it's, it's even harder when you're in your when you're. When so wait, have you finally matched? 50s, you know, I, I so I, I met up with somebody I was chatting with. She was real cool, but she didn't look anything like her profile. Yeah. Catfish. <laughs> so you're not into her at all. No. So you took her out on a date, and she looked nothing like your her profile. Well, I mean, I could tell it was her, but that's about it. Like, she looked really cute in her bio. Is this that? And then she showed up and. No. And then she showed no. up and she was like chubby and like not. She was like 30 pounds heavier. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, no, Billy. <laughs> and then and then I met this girl. Talking to the mic. Look at the fucking tag photos of her. Don't be manipulated. Yeah, I, I, I tried to do that. I tried to show him how to do that. Well, I wanted to give her a chance because no, she's No, I'll do the cool. Google reverse image search. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, if they don't have full body pics, Yeah, now I know. Oh, she's really plump. So wait, is this yeah. your first date after your separation? Yeah, this is my first what date. What was the feeling leading up to the date? Like, did you, like, trim your nails? Did you comb your hair? Like, walk me through it. I was the usual, I was usual, like, really late, still at work, rushing over there. So I just went in my work clothes. Uh, and then Pat called me when I was trying to find the place and just fucking tore me a new asshole. <laughs> and I was like, didn't even know where I was. And I was all emotional. And anyway, it wasn't, it was fun. It was right. exciting to go on a date, but yeah. it was. Where'd you guys go? We walked around the uh, Silver Lake Reservoir Ooh, because she nice. lives real close to that. That's where Juliana lives. Oh, yeah? Dude, and when we were walking around the reservoir, there was just all these hot, like hip chicks all around, like yeah. doing their thing. But Did anyway, you guys get, like an ice cream or just walked? No, we just walked. And then there was like a was there like a like a good 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 night kiss or a hug goodbye? Oh no, there's no way. There's no way. I just uh uh-uh. uh. You just said goodbye. I gave her a hug and said good night. You never text her again. Well, that was one day ago. Are you gonna text her? <sighs> Probably because I just want to be a good guy. But you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to text her. You can no. ghost her and no, it'll be okay. And then you know what else I met? So I got to this point realizing that... <laughs> How old is she? 35. Oh, damn. Damn, Billy. Billy go, Billy. Let's see a picture. Well, she doesn't look like this. 
Let's see what she sold, right? Yeah, let's see what she got you for. You bought you, you bought a lemon. No, no, but what was that feeling like before that first date, Billy? Like, were you all giddy? Like, no, I was kind of scared. Good, good. Uh, so these are the girls that like me. I'm just not going to go out with her. It's not going to happen. So this is. She's gone. No, she unmatched. Boom! She unmatched you. Oh. Boom! She beat you to the punch. Damn. Oh, she wasn't in me either. I probably don't look like my profile. No, Wait, I, I fuck with Billy dating heavy, bro. Like, I need a camera crew around this guy when... Well, I've already... I almost just wanted to film that right there, but I already Does got... Like um, yeah, that's you. Oh, you got there's just so many fucking videos. But oh you know what? I bet this girl... Yeah, what? Look at this guy. <laughs> fuck yeah. That, yeah. He looks what like... No shirt, Billy. Well, I like it when the girls put it out there and they give you an actual picture without makeup and what they actually look like. Yeah. Because then I know. Yeah. Well, you got to go. Next time you're debating, you got to go to their Instagram. You help, let, let us help you really figure it out next well, I mean, time. that's all right. You went for a nice walk. I have another one lined up. Nice. I love it. This fool's got full shirt off. So this girl, <laughs> he's got his titties pierced. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be going. Out Who's your sponsor, her. bro? All right, it, I, this is going to be too long to upload. So thanks There's for listening, cool. guys. Peace. Yeah.